This is the Manga Mavericks podcast from allcomic.com episode 100. We are a podcast not only dedicated to talking about manga as a medium, but as an industry. I'm Colton. And I'm Lon Ramiyasha, and 100 episodes! This has been a long three and a half years, but we finally hit the big triple digits. And this episode is so big that we can contain it in one part, so you're getting a two-part extravaganza. On this episode, we are going to have a fantastic conversation about a topic that we've been meaning to cover for a long time, an evergreen topic, the topic of manga piracy, and we've got a great panel of guests on to talk about it with we've got Buggy, we've got Morgana Santilli, and we've got Maxi Barnard and we have a fantastic conversation with them that you're about to listen to and then in part two we invite Bomber on and we have a big retrospective of the show, the past 100 episodes talk about our favorite episodes, our favorite memories with the guests we've had on the show, our favorite moments and our favorite parts among Emirates. We just have a whole love fest and celebration among Emirates 100th episode. So look forward to that coming next week. But today, we've got a meaty piracy discussion for you all. Oh boy, yeah. So, uh, man, uh, I guess even before we get to our piracy discussion, um, we kind of touch on it in the discussion itself. But uh, I was thinking for posterity's sake, we could kind of just kind of basically talk a little bit more about what brought this discussion on uh because as i mean as lum says like this is an evergreen topic like we i think we say it in the show but like we originally wanted to do this about a year or two ago at this point but uh scheduling just uh didn't really allow for that unfortunately back then but uh yeah so um basically i guess the incident that sort of brought this about was basically all the stuff that happened with, uh, and you know, we, we don't normally name scanlation sites on the show, but it's kind of hard to not do it in this case. Uh, but basically, we're going to be talking about the stuff that uh, kind of happened with uh, with Manga Rock and uh, the controversy that uh, basically surrounded that website in particular. And, uh, you know, we're not going to spend too much time on it, just kind of give the gist a little bit before we head into the discussion. But basically... And, you know, this is not the first time that they have been the subject of uh, of discussion and probably won't be the last, let's be honest. Um, but I think uh, what happened this time around specifically was that uh, they they basically got flack because uh, they tried to upload an, an English webcomic to their website. Um, I think it was uh, Devil's Candy in particular from Twitter user uh, Sulala, who basically called them out on it and was like, hey... Why do you have your why do you have my stuff on your website? And the gall of this website, they they tried to negotiate with this artist and be like, hey, you know, we could like pay you to put your webcomic on our site. They were basically like, no, let's not do like like they they, they didn't want anything to do with this website because they stole their stuff. Like <laughs> it's uh it's 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 really it's really a sight to behold. And uh, I'm I'm assuming um, because of that, like people started talking about Manga Rock again, and that's when uh, On Takahashi uh, tweeted about the website in particular in Japan and whatnot. And the, that tweet in particular picked up a lot of traction to the point where basically Manga Rock basically said in a statement that they were going to be shutting down, only for like a couple days after that to announce that they were going to rebrand themselves as MR Comics. So. 
This is basically another case where a scanlation site, you know, one shuts down only to basically start back up again. Like this, this kind of thing happens all the time, but it's like, I don't know, just, just with manga rock in particular, like they just, I don't know, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Lum, but like, didn't they basically make it so that, I guess, um, and I think we mentioned this on the show too, but like, didn't they basically make it so that like Japanese IP addresses couldn't view their website? Yeah, that's all they did. They said they would take down the website, but that's only if you had your browser set the Japanese or Korean IP options uh, available. But if you switched it to U.S. or any other territory, you could still access the website. Yeah, and it's it's just a whole it's a whole mess and a whole like it's like i don't know like i I remember seeing this news happen in real time and just being like what are you doing guys like come on (laughs) it's just it's a sight to behold um and uh that's that's basically like the long and short of it um i do i do kind of want to thank uh manga machinations a little bit because uh you know i I had been kind of following this story uh, like a little bit on twitter but like uh, what was it on episode 258 of their show um and and really since then they've been doing uh i think really good coverage of this news as it's been happening um so we'll we'll probably leave a link in the show notes for that episode in particular cuz i think we even uh, we even brought that episode up in the discussion proper um just just in general like go listen to maga machinations uh just to kind of plug them real quick uh i started listening to them kind of recently um, as recently as when they started having Morgana on, and uh, I really enjoyed their show, and Lum, I know you've been a fan of theirs for a while, I think. Yeah, Manga Machinations was one of the first guest suggestions we got way back in our uh, 2016 survey, and that's what turned me on to them, and I've been following them ever since, and I was really excited to have them on the show recently for an upcoming episode to just get you guys excited there. But Morgana has been a great addition to their crew. She it really fits in with the dynamic so well, and the discussions are always awesome. So yeah, definitely check out Manga Machinations. It's a great podcast covering a variety of manga, uh, diverse selection, and diverse topics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically, yeah, that, that was kind of the catalyst for this discussion um, that I wanted to have in particular basically talking about how we feel about you know manga and anime piracy and piracy in general really and basically how it's discussed and tackled within uh within fandom circles and even in the industry as well so i think i think with all that out of the way we should just get on to our big discussion hope everybody enjoys it Arr, time to walk the plank All right, it is time for the big one, as I'm going to call it. Uh, welcome to our discussion on the topic known as piracy. The topic could be known by any sorts of names. It could be known as scamlation. It could be known as stealing. It could be known as uh, taking books and monetizing them without the object and said you could you could call it all sorts of things yeah it's called by a lot of things um but uh basically yeah if we hadn't already said it at the top of the show this is our big uh 100th episode discussion on piracy um something we've been wanting to talk about for a while and something we've kind of had years uh planning for at at least a year or two but uh just 
hadn't gotten around to it. I think the last time we had tried to attempt this, it was like two years ago. Was it? And it just fell through. Yeah, I remember we were going to have Buggy on and Jeff on and just scheduling conflicts happened and it didn't work out. Um, but, but the, I'm not sure if I want to call it a good thing, but, uh, the, I guess the most convenient thing about this topic is that it, it'll always be relevant as long as people do it. Evergreen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like particularly relevant right this moment. <laughs> oh yeah. It's been discussed a lot lately. Mm-hmm. But I guess just to kind of introduce who we have on for this sort of roundtable discussion, uh, I'll go ahead and, uh. Start introducing our guests here. So, uh, first off, we have uh, Buggy from The Ladybugs Production. How's it going, Buggy? Yes, that's right. I'm Buggy the Clown from popular <laughs> Shonen Jump Manga One Piece. Here to tell you how to be a better pirate. <laughs> that's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> Clearly the one from that series you'd want to take advice from. Buggy the Clown, truly the best pirate in one piece. <laughs> I'm I'm very I'm very curious to see how um how Buggy the Clown feels about uh manga piracy and scanlation. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm so sorry I had to. I've been sitting on that one for I don't know how long. (laughs) (laughs) Two years? Two years since the last time we were trying to record this? You had this idea and you were like, one day, one day, and now finally, my shining moment. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, I I get to make the dumbest joke possible. (laughs) I can only imagine how you felt when uh, when we were trying to get that, uh, get the episode ready initially and you just found out oh we're, we're not on oh okay i guess i'll just save that then <laughs> <laughs> it was like that image of buggy the clown where he doesn't have his mouth open in a smile like one of those few <laughs> images <laughs> uh, but uh no i'm we're really happy happy to have you on buggy thank you happy to be back on all right and then uh next up we have uh morgana santilli uh former manager at comicopia re- uh, reviewer at uh, comicsbeat.com and as well as uh now a, a a permanent host on the manga machinations podcast uh if i'm to assume correctly uh how's it going morgana that is correct it's good it's good uh yeah definitely i am a permanent host now on manga mac which is a lot of fun i've done two uh, so far, episodes with them uh, as a permanent host, and it's it's interesting to like record every week instead of like randomly when people ask me to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's fun. I, I I kind of always wanted to do a podcast and just didn't have the like means to start one on my own. So this is a good uh, a good middle ground to just pop in, you know, five years into their podcast. <laughs> uh, um, I. I don't listen to Maga Machinations like a lot, a lot. But uh, so was your so um, I, I like at the time of this recording, I should say uh, I, I recently listened to the episode that you guys put out uh, the State of Shonen podcast. So w- was that was that your first time recording for the show or that was my first time as a permanent host? But I was a guest for them on their on their two hundredth episode mm, last okay. year. That was my first uh, my first experience with them. Um, and then I, they asked me to be a guest on their like, um, last episode of the year, last year, like a a recap of 2018. 
And then I did a series of um, a retrospective of Tokyo Tarebo girls with them uh, last two months ago. Two months, yeah, starting in July. And then they asked me to be a Vermin host. So I, I was a guest several times. And then they were like, all right, well, here's the deal. You want to be on? I was like, yeah, all right, I'll do that. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed listening to that episode, by the way. Um, Thanks. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, but uh, last but not least, you've um, you've heard him on d- d- multiple podcasts of ours at this point, but uh, we're always happy to and have him on. And yet I've not been made a permanent host. <laughs> 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 yeah, I feel like we should fix that. Um, welcome, Maxi no, Bernard. Please, no, I don't need to actually finish work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the podcast again, Maxi Bernard, good friend of the show, uh, also from friendshipevervictory.com. How's it going, Maxi? Uh, it's going pretty well, thank you. I'm just here, as always, to provide my own little over over four overall opinions. Take your pick, which one, and uh, ready to have fun with this one because it's not a loaded topic at all. <laughs> no, not at all. That's that, that. That's why it's not a loaded topic at all. That's why people still talk about it to this day. Um. But yeah, man. Whew. So, um, I guess we should just get started here. So, um, I guess we were. I was kind of talking about it off mic here before we started recording. Uh, I guess what what I what I kind of want to shoot for in general is just just a general discussion on the topic at hand. Uh, if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you read manga, chances are you've done the thing and. I'm I'm not going to shame you personally. I I want this to be sort of a I want this to sort of be a, a judgment free kind of zone, and and that's not to say like I want to necessarily excuse the thing, but I I want us all to kind of be honest about how we feel about the topic at hand, because uh, I'm I'm going to be basically going around the horn asking you all uh, how you feel about piracy just in general. And uh, maybe some ways we can combat it. I don't know. I'm I'm not, I don't think we're going to come up with the answer because, uh, again, this is a topic that's been talked about for years and it's probably still going to be talked about for years to come. So, uh, yeah, I guess we might as well get started here. Um, I I guess basically what I want to know is when did you realize that you were pirating a product when you realized like what piracy was? It's kind of like when like you get into anime and like you don't know like what you're watching is anime until you realize like oh this is a thing from Japan like it's kind of sort of like that almost um so i guess um let, let's start let's start with buggy how do you feel about piracy and when did you realize that you may have been pirating okay i'm uh how do i feel about piracy i'm maybe going to start this off on a weird foot because i would not say i am necessarily anti-piracy uh i am more pro supporting creators yes yes um but there are times that i uh will fall down uh very hard into an anti-piracy stance but as a whole uh i would not say that i am entirely uh anti-piracy so that's probably going to make for some interesting discussion i don't know if anyone else here has that stance uh i know that at least colton and lum are fairly uh strictly anti-piracy um at least i think that's the case i don't know i could be wrong uh, i i would i would say just to kind of interject here real quick i I, w- I would say that i i think i'm kind of in the same mindset as you were it's like i i can't say that i'm completely anti anti-piracy because 
not 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 that I like do so as much anymore because we have a, so many legal avenues now for this kind of stuff. But th- there will be very few times where you know if I want to read something, I'll I'll seek out a scan online. But uh, I've also made it a habit to, and and not not that I expect this to like necessarily make it better, but. I've I've gotten into the habit of because uh, um, and we talked about this on the show before. Um, uh, Bookwalker is a is a great service um, and gives you so many opportunities to save on digital manga, and uh, that th- that's basically where I buy like a lot of my unlicensed stuff. Like uh, just I-, I think like about a year or two ago at this point, I realized that hey, I could buy digital copies of like you know series I love but don't have like official releases stuff like you know uh Nero and Sket Dance you know two of my favorite manga of all time but you know I'm kind of hard I, w- I was kind of hard pressed to support you know at one point but now but now now I'm able to actually buy digital copies of those and you know wh- whatever I spend on those will hopefully go back to the people who create the things I love so and the these are Japanese volumes yes I'm yes they, they are Japanese okay. volumes and you know I know some people might be turned off by that because they can't read them, but again, it's you know, it's 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 a it's still a way for me to give back to to those creators in particular. So I, I think I'm I'm a, I'm a sort of the same mindset as you are, where it's like I'm very pro paying for my shit and uh, very pro, uh, specifically paying for stuff that is licensed. If if there is a legal way to support it, I will always go that route. But I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt. Continue. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, In terms of sort of when I came to a realization and understanding of uh, piracy and such, it uh, it would have been at some point in college. I didn't have high-speed internet access before that, so I was pretty much entirely unable to really do much in terms of piracy. Uh, but, like... There there was an understanding at the back of my mind for at least most of it, I think. Like, maybe when I was watching, you know, Death Note and Evangelion broken up into three-part episodes on, you know, on YouTube back in the day, um, like, I wasn't fully aware, uh, but I, I think in the back of my mind, like, I knew there must be a way to get this and pay money for it somehow, it was just a case of, well, I'm not going to try too hard because what money, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, But uh, yeah, I guess we can move on to uh, uh, Morgana. Yeah. Um. So like many young people, uh, I started reading manga online, not really realizing that it was illegal. Um, yeah, I'm talking like early 90s. I'm mean, sorry, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, mm-hmm, because yeah. manga was still fairly new. Uh, in in the states, I don't think I really realized it was illegal until yeah probably college or just after college, um, and even then I didn't really stop right away for similar reasons. I didn't have money. Uh, I kind of found ways to uh, like justify it. Um, you know, well I'll buy it if it ever comes out, or you know uh, I can't get this anyway. It's not in English, so stuff like that. And then at some point, I started writing more about manga, and I started feeling like it's probably not great to write stuff that's not, like, available. <laughs> um, and so I, I kind of started steering away from scans. And then, of course, I worked um, in a comic shop. And that gives you a very interesting perspective on um, 
kind of publishing and uh, and and how the industry works. And now, I mean, I don't read scams um, or I, I avoid them as much as possible. And part of that is just because I know how the publishing industry works more than I did before. I know people who work in publishing. I know how like uh, I, I know what it's like to like try to sell manga to people who are like, oh, I read it all online already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I won't lie that 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 was a very big reason why I wanted to have you on in particular is because you you've actually worked in trying to sell comics to people. So yeah, yeah, and it's a you know it's an interesting experience. I had a conversation once with somebody, um, a, a customer had come up and I was going to check him out, and I was like, oh, hold on one second, let me. I was checking myself out. I was buying my own comics. And he's like, oh, what are you buying? And I showed him a couple things of manga, and he's like, oh, I just read those online. Oof. And I was like, I, I, and you know, I'm, I'm working, so I have to, I'm like, well, that's illegal, you know? And he's like, well, but like, you know, uh, I figure like, it's not even really in color. And like, I'm like, well, I don't, I'm like, I don't see why that makes it not something you should pay for. I said, well, they work really hard. Like, and you know, if you're reading like one piece, you could just borrow it from the library. Like it's accessible and free. You don't have to like. I don't know, buy all 90 volumes of it or whatever. But it was it was a really interesting conversation. And he felt, I think, really uh, guilty. He like backtracked his conversation <laughs> a whole lot. I was like, don't mess with me. I sell these for a living. This is like a bad idea. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have a lot of stories like that. I do. Yeah, <laughs> definitely do. And, and, and I want to say like, I'm not. Um, I don't want to judge anybody for using scams. I, it's a choice I made because of you know the way I worked and, and the people I know. And I am sympathetic to the reasons people read scams. I do think there is a better way to access material. I understand why people read scams. I just wish they understood more about how like how publishing worked and why it's not possible to do this like to, to have the same amount of access legally as it is illegally because that's like a big topic right now so mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure well, i guess uh uh maxi uh you want to you want to talk to us about your uh piracy stuff here uh yeah mine's mostly going to sound like me just being a massive asshole right up to the <laughs> point where i'm like no but i'm a good person now because um, like i was a like, I was a proper piracy kid, like, even before I knew what manga was, like, Kazar and LimeWire were the, the done things, you know, you got everything you wanted, you got the episodes of Dragon Ball Z, you got what music you felt like grabbing, you got yeah. a million viruses, because it wasn't the smart <laughs> thing to do. Yep. Um, and, like, by the time I got into manga around when I was uh, 14, so 2004... Like, uh, it felt like a really romantic age for things in the adventurous sense, because it, uh, it was the era of stuff like Toriyama's World, who were really cooperative with the legal resource. So you thought, oh, they, they must be good. It's still really fine to read this this way, because some people are good. Or Stop Tasmo, which was like this great big anti-aggregator forum, which really kind of in a damning way it didn't last as long as all the aggregator sites that continue to exist to this day like ways that made it sound like yeah no this is fine because it's better than this other thing uh and and then i was actually a, a scan later myself for some time i i did several series some jump stuff like beelzebub and inumaru dashi and stuff like real shithill productions because you think to yourself oh yeah no it's just this cool thing to do to be part of this community uh and that's before we even get to what I was like for 
pirating Western comics at the time as well. It was it was commodification as much as actually reading. And then, because <laughs> it it does get better. I wasn't. I I I am a better person now because this, this is my thing. I'm I'm coming to piracy from the perspective of someone who's had their I know their come to Jesus moment with the thing <laughs> because. I moved to New Zealand for a year where the internet is, to put it lightly, absolutely <laughs> dog shit. Like, unusable. <laughs> and so you kind of go a bit cold turkey on scans. And when you're not reading that stuff all the time, you kind of realise how absurd it is that like, you're churning through thousands of series for free and massively varying quality all the time just because it's there. And, like, once I got past that point, I started actually thinking through ramifications of what I was actually doing. And, like, by the time I actually got back to the country and about, uh, back to the UK in about 2013, like, I firmly learned the, the realities of piracy, the damage it does and stuff, and then tried to turn it around, like, make up for lost time, get things back. Like, I have a, a, a large print comics collection now. I have, like, what, 200 Japanese books on Bookwalker, almost 2,000 comics on Comicsology, both issues and trades and stuff. Like, I, I've tried to make up for lost time that stuff. I'm doing the world's longest and largely meaningless redemption tour in the world <laughs> for piracy. Uh, the same with music and that as well. Because there's a, there's a bit of a weird difference between realising what piracy is and realising that it's actually a really shitty thing to do. And it took me way longer to get to the second part of that than it should have done. And so, like, now I'm I'm pretty largely anti-piracy. Like, I'm always aware of edge cases. I think you always have to think of edge cases. Even Miles from Crunchyroll admits there's edge cases you have to be aware of with piracy and be like, yeah, like, fair enough, you do you. Just don't believe that it's, like, a good thing. It's still bad. But, you know, you, you disapprove but understand in, in these very rare cases, like the the importance of digital media archive, or you look at the video games nowadays, uh, things that disappear into the ether, and if there weren't pirated versions, they'd never be seen again. Like, there, there's ways you can look at it and be like, oh yeah, piracy does have some positive effects, but that's like a, a one out of a hundred thing. <laughs> and that's kind of where I sit. Yeah, that's that's a very small drop in the bucket, for sure. Absolutely. Um... But uh, I guess, uh, Lum, do you want to talk about your relationship with piracy a little bit? Well, as a kid, you really just want to watch or read the thing you want to watch or read. So I was not really cognizant of what was official or legal or really paying close attention to that. If I wanted to watch something, I would search it online and I would watch it. In the case of manga specifically, my, I think my first experience with Scanlations was I saw in a Toon Zone tread discussing latest One Piece chapters way back in 09, I saw an image of from Impel Down or Luffy and Mr. Two, Mr. Three and Buggy were all there. And I'm like, oh my God, Mr. Two, Mr. Three and Buggy come back? What's happening? I want to read this. And obviously this is before uh, Shonen Jump was doing Simulpub. This was before they were even publishing current chapters or even the most recent chapters of One Piece in the print Shonen Jump. So I didn't know when I was get to read that. And I wanted to read that because, oh my God, some of my favorite characters in the series are are in the series now. Uh, I just I just want to say real quick, I'm I'm going to venture a guess that this was even before like Viz had started their like um their their like speed up releases of One Piece at the time as well. Yeah, I believe so. So yeah, I just I wanted to read that. So 
Uh, I searched for it and I started reading it. And that's like my first experience, like keeping up with scanlations, keeping up with like scanlated One Piece for years. And then, of course, branching off of that, Naruto and Bleach and all the other big series. And when you're on those scanlation sites and you see so many other different types of series, you also kind of just begin to rely on sites like that for your manga reading needs, especially with newer titles you can't get in English. And I was always fortunate to have a library. So I was always like, you know, really just going out to my library and reading whatever books that were new that were coming there. And I had a good system where I could request books and stuff. But of course, back in 09, you know, there wasn't nearly as much coming out as fast and as recent as there is now. Like, even simulcasting anime was, like, barely a thing back then. Simulcasting anime is also a huge uh, thing, because, like, even before I started dipping my toe into manga scanlations, of course, I was watching Naruto's fan subs that were coming out every week by Data Bio subs. But the thing with that is, and I guess this is when I was first cognizant of, like, the uh, official releases and, like, supporting official releases, is that around... I think it was also 09010 because it was a 120 episodes in the ship and then, but yeah, like Wiz finally started doing official simul pubs of Naruto Shippuden themselves and in response to that Data Biosub stopped and to support the official release and I of course also stopped you know watching the fan subs because now there was the official version available and I was pretty content with that and that was when I was first got like kind of an idea like the scanlations the fan subs like they're they are like a a not a official authorized thing so when there is like an alternative that is authorized it is supported by like the actual licensor company and the creators that's what i'd prefer to use and i would follow suit with that i would say for most things but of course that didn't stop me from pirating anime or manga when it wasn't available easily and I think I also was hesitant to really still pay for digital services because for a long time, I was not really a big fan of like digital, like subscribing or owning digital books because to me that felt a little too kind of too transient, like this could be taken away at any time or something like that. But what changed my mind is when I when Shonen Jump in like early 2015, like they did like a month of free issues and just reading the free issues and seeing the quality of them completely like changed my mind. It was like this was like definitely something that I would prefer to read and support. And so that's when I finally became like a true a subscriber of Shonen Jump and uh, stopped reading scanlations of uh, Shonen Jump series. And then since then, I just defaulted to official releases and haven't looked back on scanlations and that's basically i think the the story and of course unfortunately like there are times where i have defaulted back to using scanlations when there doesn't seem to be any other option to read something like even recently i gave into temptation and read something through scanlation even though i hadn't read anything through scanlations for a long long time i just kind of you know re- really wanted to read something and unfortunately that was the only way i could read it just out of curiosity and then this this might not be super important but i i just for the sake of my own curiosity was it was it Rumiko takahashi related <laughs> 
Well, you're right on the mark there, Colton, because it was Rubiko <laughs> Takahashi's new series, Mao. I wanted to read that. Like, I'm a huge fan of Rubiko Takahashi. I really want to check out Mao. Unfortunately, there's no news of when Wiz will publish it, uh, if they will pick it up at this time. But I was just so curious about it from what uh, Sakaki was tweeting uh, in his live threads on Twitter that I just had to check it out. And... Yeah, I really wish there was a official simulpub of that series. It's quite unfortunate that that series isn't because I love, love, love for it to be because it's super interesting. But hopefully uh, in a few years, we will get the official volume releases of that. But I just couldn't help myself. I had to check it out. I was just too curious. And I also will admit that wasn't the only series recently that I gave in to curiosity because just after being obsessed with Act Age because the current arc has been so good, I just felt like I wanted more and I I just gave in and read the backlog of chapters that Wiz does not have for that series. Which is so unfortunate. I uh, stayed... I stayed celibate, as it were, for eight months and <laughs> didn't give in. I didn't. I resisted temptation, but just finally it broke me down and I just had to, to read those series. I feel like I'm at an AA meeting. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm, I'm still holding off on, on Act Age, but I don't know for how much longer. Oh, man, same. I so wish that we had some news of, like, even if we just had news that, hey, we're pl- we have a definite date of when we're planning to add these backfill chapters, I would have waited for that. But it was just, I couldn't take not knowing anymore of what happened in the chapters that Wiz did not have available. Because I'm just, like, so into that series and I just wanted more. And... It's unfortunate. Hopefully, you know, Act Age does get an official volume release soon, and then Vistoli starts to backfill the chapters. Because I've resisted the temptation for Demon Slayer, because I know that the volumes are coming out, and I know that the chapters are going to be added in as the volumes come out. So I haven't, uh, I've resisted temptation there. And Jujutsu Kaisen, I know the volumes are starting to come out in December, so I... I'm just going to wait for those to come out and read the backlog as those volumes come out. But Act Age has just been no news on. And so that was what really got me. I, I want to hope that there's some news about Act Age at some point. Um, but no, yeah, I, I was in the same position, actually, back when I got into My Hero Academia. Because I remember uh, I I had actually got into it when Viz picked it up. Uh, but then I realized, you know, they, they were going to... I mean, like, obviously... You know, speaking like they they're they're going to start from wherever uh, Japan was at the time, which I think at the time was around the cavalry battle and the sports festival, and uh, and so you know I I read the first chapter of My Hero Academia and I absolutely loved it, um, <laughs> but uh, you know I I don't know I just I just ca- I cannot start anything in the middle, even if it's like a simple like gag series. Like I just I hate starting things in the middle. So I, you know, I did the dirty deed and uh, I I read whatever was scanlated at the time. But uh, obviously, like, and again, I, I don't, I don't want to say this like it totally like makes things better. But like, you know, I, I, I eventually went back and like, you know, bought the volumes for whatever I read online, at least to, you know, give back a little bit. And, and, and obviously, like now that I'm caught up, like I totally support my year academia through legal means because it's like. 
for, for, for Shonen Jump stuff in particular, it's really hard to not support the legal releases now. Like, some people find a way. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, it, maybe we'll bring this up later, but I mean, like, it's still kind of, it just boggles my mind how, like, you know, and, and I mean, you know, we also have to keep in mind that, like, you know, there are a lot of people who read scans that don't live in, say, the United States or, you know, but, but basically they, they don't live in a country where, like, it's where manga is as easy to access as it is here. So, like, you know, I can I can understand that to a point. But but at the same time, it's like I I just I just find it so weird that groups will go out of their way to scan anything from Shonen Jump. Yeah, it's so unnecessary. I saw that just two weeks ago when Mission Yozakura family uh, started, like there was a group that released a, a fan translation of that just hours before the official chapter dropped. And when I heard about that, I was like, why? Why would you bother? The official release is already coming. It's going to be free. What is the point? And really, I feel these... I feel a lot of these scan leaders just want to have the clout of being first, of offering the product first before anyone else and getting cred for that. Uh, and yeah. I really dislike that mentality when it comes at the cost of the publishers and creators. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just so unnecessary. It's almost like, um, you know, we, we romanticize actual pirates. Uh, and it's almost like this is kind of an extension of that. Like, we are, like, you know, free operators in this, like, world of big business that, like, I don't know. You're going to fight the man. Yeah, like, <laughs> publishing is not, I mean, yeah, like, manga publishers, Japanese publishers make a lot of money off of manga. But I, I don't think I target publishing as, like, the first big business to take down. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> certainly not. There's not as much like wealth concentrated, right? And certainly not at the at the expense of individual creators. No, exactly. Um, yeah, but uh, but before we get too super deep into our conversation, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about you know how, how I kind of became cognizant of like what piracy is because uh, I I, I kind of had like I, I had a real epiphany when it came to piracy because. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I kind of come from the same background as Maxi, where it's like, you know, I, I had been pirating technically since I was like, pr a, a, like a grade school or like, you know, I, I, I had access to stuff like, you know, what, what, what did I have like bear share or something like that, where it's like, you know, I was able to download just MP3s of whatever songs I wanted or whatever. And, uh, so like, like if from, from a very early age, it was even, it was it was easy for me to like even download something as simple as like music like I, I just 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 thinking back on that in retrospect is just kind of amazing like what I had access to as a small child um but yeah no so even from a young age like I was I was pirating whatever because obviously I didn't know any better and you know I I, I had my fair share of like you know what like like with Lum like when I got into One Piece you know I, I watched all of it through fan subs, and uh, I kept I kept up with the anime in particular week to week through fan subs, uh, as well as uh, the manga for a little bit as well. And uh, I think it was around two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. Again, like around the time, around the time Funimation had just started kind of dipping their toes in the simulcasting with the One Piece anime, 
And I know that uh, Dragon Ball Kai was was just starting to be a thing back then. Uh, I, I would watch a little bit of it through like fan subs on like my on, on like a desktop computer at like my school's library or whatever after school, like simpler times. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, like, and I, I've talked about this on the show before, but uh, I really wish I could find like the the video for this because I think the article is up, but like the video isn't available on that article anymore. But uh, it was a it was a CNN uh, news piece where. Uh, so somebody actually like did a new story on Japanese animators and like what their working conditions were like. And un- as unfortunate as it is to say, like not much has changed since then, but like, you know, b- back then, like they did a whole piece on like, I think it was Toei animation in particular, uh, you know, cause they had talked about specific stuff like one piece and Dragon Ball Kai and like, uh, and like what, what it took to like, be an animator over there and like how shitty their conditions are like literally people who are stuck in their like one bedroom apartments like working on like uh working on keyframes like being afraid to like even sweat because like they don't want to get their stuff dirty they can't afford air conditioning all kinds of stuff and just like how much they were actually making as an animator and like that that really like I, I guess for lack of a better phrase, that really scared me straight. Um, <laughs> that 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 really made me think, like, wow, okay, maybe maybe I should actually like start supporting things, and and then that's when that's when I started, you know, watching One Piece through the official simulcast from Funimation. Even though for the longest time I I hated using Funimation's video because it uh, and it, granted, like their their stuff works a lot better now, but back then I remember. You know, in hindsight, you know, they were obviously just starting out, but like, man, I hated using their video because it would, it would be like, you know, I would, I would watch one piece, I would get like halfway through the episode and then the video would just kind of stop. And then there'd be times where like, I'd have to wait like a whole hour for the video to load because I didn't want any interruption, just all kinds of like really annoying first world problem type shit. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it was, it was the price I paid for wanting to support the thing because that, that, that news piece that CNN did really, really just like put it in perspective. Like, wow, these people already like don't make a lot of money making this thing that I like. So like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's like a, like, you know, any, it, like in my mind, it was like a, anything, anything you can give back counts kind of thing where it's like, you know, like what, why not support it? You know, if, if, if the means are there and that's, and, and like I said earlier, that, that, that's basically like where I come from. Like, like, like I said, you know, I, I don't read as scans as much as, as I used to. I very rarely will I actually like resort to scans for stuff that I'm reading because again, there's, there's so many series now that are like so many, they're so legally available. Again, like we said, the Shonen Jump stuff is a good example. Um, and you know, if I, if I, if I happen to find a series that I, that I like, I, I will go check if there's like an official release and you know, like that, that, that's basically where I start. Um, piracy is not my go-to anymore. So. And I, I think, and I think it's safe to say that about a lot of us at this point. You know, I made the uh, uh, well, you made the uh, the AA joke earlier, like it was parental minds. I have to say, does it not worry you a little bit that the the structure of the manga piracy environment is such that the way you describe giving in and checking stuff out with piracy, like 
while having full knowledge of what it's like, is really akin to someone falling off the wagon. Like, does that not seem like the the most fucked up thing that we've like <laughs> had said so far? I agree. I think it's an addiction. I think that you get used to reading manga that way and then it's hard to kind of wean yourself off and support the official thing or like you know the official releases because you're just too ingratiated in the habit of you visit this one particular illegal site to get all your manga and yeah you have to like recover from that yeah like you know uh going back to shonen jump stuff like you know for, for the longest time you know, Shonen Jump has been leaked, like, you know, days before it's officially supposed to come out. And because of that, you know, people get on this, uh, sort of get on the schedule that they can't really, like, wean off of, where it's like, oh, Shonen Jump comes out on this day, when that's obviously not true. Like, and, you know, I I've seen so many call-out posts recently where it's like, hey, you can wait, like, just just wait, like, a couple more days for the actual official release, and then it gets better from there. But, like... I just, I don't know. I, I, I just see, I just see so many people who are like, like it's like you said, it's really hard to wean off of that once it like sort of becomes normal for you. It's maddening. It's it seems like so much that is just from like a a desperate need to feel current. Like yeah, yeah everyone's always again looking to be first, looking to be the most up to date to be in with the big hotness or like with you know these long running series, like always like informed and like the first to read or like to, they want it the day of the like the chapter is released. And yeah. like for a lot of people, it's hard to kind of break from that because like they're so used to like getting it at a certain date in a certain way. And I think like the spoiler culture and especially with social media and you have people reading scalations and posting spoilers on Twitter. Like that's like waving a beer in front of an alcoholic's face. It's like yeah. really easy for someone to relapse if they get just curious enough or they just get uh, tempted enough. But it's just a habit that you have to learn to break and kind of, you know, train yourself sometimes to like, you know, I know when the official thing is coming out and I can wait and I can avoid uh, interacting with these circles that will compel me to give back in. Kind of like with any sort of addiction you have to like a bad substance. You have to learn like... Uh, kind of coping strategies almost to figure out the best way to kind of interact healthily with you know something that's maddening <laughs> i wonder too how much of it is tied up in this need to be like a real fam <clears throat> yeah you know, like oh yeah um you know and and like if you're on top of things you're you're a real fan and if you're not like if you're a couple days behind well you're like a poser or whatever which is like hysterical because like I don't know. I, I feel like these people who have this mentality where they need to read the scans don't understand that supporting the material means you're a fan. Like there's a, you know, like there's a different level of, uh, of awareness there. Yeah. Fandoms like to make these arbitrary hierarchies based on knowledge, like how much you know about mm -hmm. a series and like at the core, I don't know why, because it's like they want to exclude other people or feel superior to other people just because they happen to know more about a certain thing or 
Because the, thing is, the knowledge is often artificial because the material they read is like rushed and lower quality. Like they're getting the misinformation yeah. and then thinking it's fact. It's <laughs> peculiar. Like I, I've I've seen like big uh quote unquote like in intelligent dissection threads by like certain people on social media where they use like scans for the imaging and you can tell that's the approach they've taken because they're massively misinformed on this stuff because they want to be there as early as possible with the knowledge. It's it's kind of kooky. Yeah, mm-hmm. and see that's that's why when you guys are comparing this to like alcoholism and like falling off the wagon, it's weird for me because I've never had that problem just because I encountered, like, a few really bad scanlations early on, <laughs> and that, like, that'll turn you off of the habit of of reading those as opposed to, you know, official material more quite a bit. Like, when you go online looking to find the end of Shaman King because it <laughs> ended just oh nowhere. Boy. yeah. And, you know, you're forced to go to scans for that, and, like, the scanlators are saying, from this point on, we will be abbreviating Shaman Tournament as ST. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Kadansha USA, please relicense Shaman King. Please give us a proper translation of the final chapters. Please! <laughs> Shaman King is definitely <laughs> something that, uh, something that, like, you know, I, I'm I'm avoiding reading because I'm really holding out hope that maybe we'll get a re-release of that. Because yeah. I mean, you know, one, I'm sure it's hard to track down. It's eventually it's going to be hard to track down that old Viz release. And but like, even if I could find oh, it, I like, just sold mine. I could have. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, like, even if I had access to it, like, in the back of my mind, I'd be like, ah, oh, but I I want the Kanzenban version because it has more material and. Yeah, like <laughs> and that's that's not even the true final version now. There's the there's the thirty five volume uh Kadansha Comics re release, which like that's the version you'd now need for the definitive story. It's got very minor additions to it. Like there's always a, a new version to keep up with. Like Shaman King would be the absolute hell version to deal with in terms of this piracy thing, because even the, the pirate versions aren't accurate enough to to the endless updates the series has had across multiple publishers now. Oh, Maxie, I wish you didn't tell me that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the, uh. the other thing with scanlations is they tend to have this very Keikaku means plan type of yeah. mentality towards uh, yeah. translation. <laughs> like, you they can leave tell... some words untranslated because it sounds cooler. Like, Yonko and One Piece. Yeah, it's Yonko. Like, instead of four <laughs> emperors, Shishibukai instead of seven warlords. Yeah. Like, some real Oriolentist. Uh, I remember re- uh, watching One Piece fan sub many years ago. It was like, there is no equivalent word in English for nakama. And I'm like, I don't... Hmm, Friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Friends. That's yeah, the word. Like companion or comrade or... Yeah, exactly. Teammate or there, there are options. You just make a choice. Yeah, like... Yeah. It's super context sensitive, but there's always one you can find. <laughs> oh boy, I, I I vividly remember there was a there was another group besides Kaizoku subs who took over uh, subbing One Piece. I for, I forget who they were, but the, the, they were the group that had like the really really skinny like yellow text, and it didn't look good. Um, and I, I remember those subs. Uh, 
not being very conservative on the swearing and just seeing Usopp, like, drop F-bombs, like, as a teenager was like, wow, this is cool. Like, I just, I I didn't really think anything of it. I was just, like, 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 thinking back on it, like, it's it's stuff like that that really turns me off of uh, Scanlations, especially nowadays, like, like, um... Uh, when when I reread uh, Nero for uh, for a podcast we we recorded a couple years back at this point, like it was really hard to to not feel like wow these are these really aren't as good as I remember. Like uh, the scans for Nero in particular are so bad at some points. It's it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I mean it, that really annoys me too. Like gratuitous swearing to just make something sound edgier and using the excuse that oh kuso means shit. Or stuff like that, like say trying to use deliberately like uh hot really hard expletive because it makes something sound more adult or edgier when it really should not it it feels out of place and completely unnecessary in a series that is the mark of uh to me kind of immaturity and amateurism in yeah translation like it's for so sure. that- it's so out of character for Usopp to cuss, like, you know, like, it's just, like, not his, you know, maybe, like, I can't even think of any of the characters in, in One Piece, like, really going at it, but, like... You know, that that's my that's my favorite moment from uh, from Luffy versus Usopp, is where uh, Usopp is just like, fuck you, Luffy! <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because, like, people will take, you know, say, oh, Teme means you fucking bastard, when... <laughs> You know, right. <laughs> a more literal translation would be you, in parentheses, rudely. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine what people might have used for stuff like Gintama, because that's just a... For, for Gintoki in particular, that, that is a word that he uses a lot. Um, oh, Gintama was a, a goddamn mess back in the old days of scans. Like, I, I don't know how it went down the line. Obviously, um, people like Cule uh, and Bomber got involved in it, and like for all the ways I'll I'll criticize uh, Scanations, like the two of those people, are, like they're they're solid. They do good translations. They put up separate two scans. Like just if you go to like mancubs.com, you can read the translations along with an actual purchased copy of the work if you own it, mm-hmm. uh, which is super useful. So that's my way of saying nice things about these guys. Like they they took. Gintama and they made it make sense. Um, oh yeah, but like you, you used to have to go and have like an entire page of like a translator's guide to every little line in the series because it wasn't written in a way that was super good to do direct translations of. And scanlators, for better or worse, don't understand that to do a good translation is to do adaptation. You know, yeah, like exactly. Yeah, you, you actually have to be like a good writer <laughs> to an extent. Well, so the, the example I always use is like. Um, Black Cat's scans were absolute dog crap when I was younger. Um, and Viz had the absolute right idea when they adapted it. They had um, Kelly Sue DeConnick, before she was a, 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 a comics writer, do the adaptation of it. And it, it reads fantastically to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had the good fortune of being able to read that at my school library, thankfully. Um, so I, I have no idea what the scans for those are like. Don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Save yourself. And, yeah, you get a lot of weird um, groups with, for lack of better phrasing, uh, 
really fucking gross personal politics doing stuff as well. Mm. Like yeah. uh, I I read uh I read Shonen Sunday every week very poorly. I I've got some amount of Japanese reading skill but not enough to ever be like confident in it. So I was like uh so while talking to um a, a friend Big Bosnian is a, a, a listener show I think. Um they were like oh man never look up what the scans for it are like cuz like it, it's quite, uh, Amano Megami's Full of Openings is a series in question. It's a, a very cutesy fan servicey series, you know, very nice, why not? And within the first page of the most popular fan translation, there's a translator's note about girls screaming where it's like, ah, oh, these must be feminists. And you just go, ho, 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 no. <laughs> like, close that shit down now. That's weird. Cool, love that. Oof. Yeah. That's, uh, so, like, <laughs> big yikes. The sort huh? of thing that makes me glad to be very much on the outside of this stuff nowadays. Yeah. Oh, boy. Scanlations are funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> very rarely, ha ha. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, like, with, with the current, with the, like, need to say current thing, I think a lot of people have with scans, it always reminds me a lot of, um, weirdly, of the way. The legal situation, the the, the the literally, if you're reading legally, the situation you get with, like, uh, Western comics right now. Because I know in my heart that I could wait for the trade paperback of so many series and get them at a significant markdown to buying single issues, where the prices are going up and up now, like, the, you're seeing first issues averaged at, like, $4, $5 all the time now. When I started out, it was, like, two ninety nine, But... You 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 want to be current. You want to get in there while it's there. So you pay the markup. You pay your three pounds every week for an issue of House of X, and you'll like it. And I do, and I hate it because I just want to be current. <laughs> and yeah. and like it's in its own way, Scanlation feels like the illegal version of that sometimes. And it's just that, that weird lack of self control you kind of get with it all. Man, that's that's funny because uh, I was gonna say I, I don't know why uh, what what Western Western comics are interesting because like. I I that th- th- that's another example where uh I think I, I I wanted to start reading the original like Amazing Spider-Man and uh I I legit had no idea you could just buy you know Marvel comics digitally so like I just I just found a torrent of all like 700 plus issues or whatever but then I realized like oh I could I could buy each issue for 2.99 or something on like Comicsology and that's when I was like I don't really need this anymore <laughs> I mean, I think I think back in the day, I definitely did similar with all of uh, Thunderbolts, which, like, thankfully, through the powers of things like Marvel Unlimited and uh, Comicsology and stuff, and the occasional uh, old print trade paperback found from the nineties, which is kind of neat. Like, I've <laughs> I've since managed to get all of that again in a legal fashion, but like, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't always click because you don't always think. Um. So actually, here I, I want I want to ask you guys this. So how do you I guess, how do you guys feel about, let's say, reading scans through, like, you know, these these aggregator sites versus, like, versus torrenting? Because I, cause I feel like that's a discussion that I, I don't see a lot of, but I see some people, uh, you know, who are, like, well, I, I think even Miles from Crunchyroll, like we, we mentioned him earlier, has, has said stuff like, you know, like, hey, if you're going to pirate, like, at least torrent, like, don't, don't give money to these, like, sites, because... You know that that's that's how I'm starting to realize that like you know y- using these aggregator sites is probably like the worst way if you are going to pirate is probably the worst way to 
to read scanlations because of like, you know, probably the disgusting amounts of money that these sites make off of like, you know, ad revenue alone. Oh yeah, like the only way it could literally be worse is if you were doing that using the broadband of the original creators while sat outside their flats. Like that would <laughs> that would be worse. Like that, that that's the sort of scale you have to get to there. Yeah, I think I've only ever used aggregator sites because I was not uh adept at torrenting as a teenager. Um but like to me torrenting it is it's still not good, but it's a little bit more like somebody's lending you their copy of a book, right? You know, like it's a little bit more um, like it's just it's just being given to you personally, um, and you know you and everybody else who downloads it. But like, it's a little bit less like out in the open. Anybody can access it. People are making money off of it. But I don't think I've ever torrented uh, manga. If we're going to get technical though, as well, like the sites that you torrent from are kind of aggregator sites sure. in their own way that oh, yeah. do run from my experience, limited ads, but still ads. So, I mean, obviously they have to pay for server costs for that somehow. I guess that that's true, too. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, well, this is, again, this is where I, I come back to where I talk about this this uh, misguided romantic ideal I had with stuff like Toriyama as well, because it was, like, an ad-free site ran by fans who, like, uh, helped promote the print monthly Shonen Jump American magazine thing when Viz launched it took stuff down immediately upon request and like because it was pre-aggregator sites or, or most aggregator sites like there was a bit more controlled how it could be done and i feel like that's the closest you could get to it really harming no one but it's still it, it's still real bad <laughs> like it that it's it's hard to try and find a way where you can say oh this would have been the best way to do it um i i think at one point uh back in the day i had to read stuff using zip files found in closed yahoo groups back when yahoo groups was a thing so or was it msn groups i can't think <laughs> which I, I think either works yeah but like there, there's 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 no safe smart way of going about it really yeah no it, at the end of the day piracy is piracy but i was and i mentioned this when we were recording manga mac last night um and i don't know if this is apocryphal or if this is true but I had heard that um, one of the very first instances of, of manga piracy back in like the 70s or 80s was actually like photocopies of um, Lone Wolf and Cub before there was an official release. So people were photocopying and handing it, you know, handing it out to people, um, you know, that they knew or sending it to people they knew. Um, and I know this was true for from Eroica with Love also. They would like like Xerox chapters and translate them but then the copies that they made also had like fan work in it like essays and like artwork that they like then passed around so that is more like it's still not good like it's still piracy but to me it's like it's, it's hard to really do a lot of damage when you have to make physical books and like hand them out and you know yeah it it, it's like uh, it's like circulating the tapes back in the day with anime right, fans. Yeah. Like exactly. there, there was a limit mm-hmm. to the damage you could do because it was for again. It's, I, I end up romanticizing this stuff. It was like this really punk underground sort of vibe to it all because at the end of the day, it was physical stuff being passed around. There was no extra inception. It was a copy between people going around. Yeah, reach was limited compared to the internet where distribution is global and everyone can have access to this illegal fan translation. Basically, the internet's evil, and we shouldn't all be on it. Right. It's really, it's really the problem. It's like the Wild West. Like the internet happened, and suddenly people were like, we can put things here. We can do whatever we want. 
Oh, lawless wasteland. Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and and thus the pirates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like with with tape circulation and the like, like it's the same problem. It's now it's just bigger because it's so much easier to distribute these you know illegal copies. Oh yeah, for and sure. Like, Nobody really cared if people were recording TV shows, especially because there was really no way to rewatch those TV shows otherwise. I think when VHS first came out, Universal tried to go to the courts to sue because they didn't want people recording TV. But uh, obviously time, uh, you know, uh, proved otherwise. So, (laughs) yeah, like it was it was a different era. Somewhere, I still have my taped-off TV copies of Sailor Moon, the original Sailor Moon dub. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, back from, like, 1995. <laughs> With all the, like, old commercials, too, for, like, old toys and stuff. It's pretty pretty nostalgic. Pretty weird. <sighs> See, I really, I really wish we, at least for me personally, I, I, I wish streaming was more of a thing, you know, back, like, even, like, 10 years ago or something. Or I should say, like, maybe 15. Like, when when I was, like, a grade school age, like, that would have been nice to have around instead of, like, you know, because I, I, somewhere, I have, I have old tapes of, like, all the, all all the cartoons I watched as a kid, and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that that was, that was, like, such a novelty back then, like, it's, it's, it's so weird to think that, like, no kid has to do that anymore. (laughs) I know. Like, learn, learn how to, like, set the VCR for, you know, to tape Adult Swim at, you know, starting at 1 a.m. or whatever. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Good wow. old bad days. You had, you, had to, you had to actually stay up, uh, stay up late enough to, like, I don't know, w- watch an episode of, like, Cowboy Bebop or something. <laughs> right, yeah. Now, now, now you can just stream it on Hulu. The kids don't know. They don't know the struggle. <laughs> And that's actually, that's part of it. It's funny when I see, like, complaints about, like, there's not enough anime streaming. I'm like, you have no idea. We had three shows. Like, <laughs> I, I was I was going to say, does this person not have internet? Like, <laughs> Right, right. Like, yeah. There's so much available legally. It's, like, not... Like, you and can for free, Crunchyroll, you can watch all the shows for free. The latest episodes, you need the sub, but if you wait a week, it becomes free. So. Exactly. It's the waiting that they don't like to do. Yeah. yeah, but there's like there's, there's the so ads. much on these subscription services. You could literally, you can pay for one and have more stuff to watch than you'll ever humanly be able to watch. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. You don't really even you don't need to subscribe to like any of the s- streaming services because there's already so much free content available illegally. Like Adult Swim has so many streams going that are completely free. You don't even need a cable subscription, and that's just out all hours of content right there alone. But then we have places like Crunchyroll and just others. There are other legal sites where there are just free content you can watch, and like obviously they'll cycle in and out of what episodes are available and stuff like that. But there's. There's just so much choice out there already before, and that's before you start paying for subscriptions to these services. And then there's, you know, you can complain about ads because, like, that what you pay for is so that you don't get ads. But it's like well, commercials are always a thing. Like, I don't like to me, it doesn't like I can wait, you know, thirty seconds to see the next bit. My my only complaint is when the commercials come in at a bad time. Oh, the, yeah, that, that yeah, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. Or if They're it's not like timed well. 
or if it's like the same commercial like five times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. I feel like that's a small price to pay to watch your free anime. Like that's exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 I know that was how I watched. Uh, because uh, I, because I think uh, that there was there was definitely a, a very small window of time where like I was I was still kind of like like watching anime on like you know aggregator sites or whatever and like 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 uh i guess when i got into gintama like there like for a very short amount of time i was watching those old like blue text fan subs whatever group did those and then i realized like oh it's on crunchyroll and i started watching it free and uh you know that was fine and then it, it i like i started using crunchyroll so much to the point where i was like you know what? I, I got like six bucks. Like, I don't want to watch ads. I might as well just pay for it. Like, like yeah. And and that's how I got into stuff like, uh, you know, like like the Weekly Shonen Jump su- subscription when that was still like a digital magazine. Like I, I talked about this before. Like I actually want a free like six month subscription from like uh, what was it like uh, some kind of uh quiz kind of thing on like their uh, on their Facebook page where it's like oh if you get enough right answers you get a free subscription and I got that and I started using it and I was like man this is this is pretty dope I like I like after 6 months I was like eh, I might as well start paying for it like you know like it's just it, it's just a thing where it's like you know you really you, you don't know how good you have it until like you actually start using the thing and it's like it's really eye opening honestly like this is this is what I could have had all along. <laughs> yeah, and for like all the ways people will gripe about stuff like say Crunchyroll and go, Oh, the video player, it's not perfect, it needs some improvements and stuff, like it's still pretty great compared to like the ways things were on like flash players for scans oh, illegally man. beforehand. Yeah. Like yeah. especially compared to the old video players on Crunchyroll's site during the bad times. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> And they don't have that ugly kiss anime watermark up oh in the upper God. left corner. Oh, Jesus, oh, yeah. yeah. Or oh, you're not man. watching it in, like, three parts on YouTube. Those were the days. <laughs> I, remember, I remember vividly being in middle school and, like, you know, like, c- coming home and, like, you know, instead of doing homework, just watching, watching like, Zatch Bell through fan subs and, like, three parts on youtube it was oh man those yeah like buggy said those were the those were days uh man um i'm trying not to reminisce too much because i feel like it's what we're doing a lot but uh oh man there's uh, there's there's so many angles we like to like i guess i guess speaking of aggregator sites like i don't know how much we want to talk about this but like you know part of part of the reason that like I wanted to. I, I thought that would be a good time to do a piracy episode, is because of all this stuff with uh, with manga rock going around, and boy, like all that stuff is <laughs> good yeah. old Mister Comics, as they're known now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, like what what I wanted to get at before was like in terms of aggregator sites, there are some that are better and some that are worse. I don't know too much about this topic, but it seems like it's definitely one of the worse ones. Yeah, because I, I, I correct, correct me if I'm wrong, and I know Morgana, you guys covered this on uh, on one of the latest episodes of Manga Machinations. But uh, from from what I understand, like the like they they because I I think there was a time where like like this is not the first time that like people have like tweeted about manga rock and how terrible they are. But uh, this time in particular, I think they got caught uploading basically scans of uh, of a webcomic 
that you can already read online for free anyway. Yep. Yes, you can. Which, which that's, I think we can all agree that's pretty, pretty gross. Like, and like really yeah. bold. <laughs> like, like, what are you thinking? I don't know. Like, you're not going to get caught. I don't know. I, this seems really, um, like short sighted. Like, uh, we talked, I, we recorded another episode last night and talked more about this, but, um, you know, it, it's kind of telling that it took an English language comic getting put on this site for them to be like, oh, shoot, like, we need to backtrack and we need to, like, go legit or whatever, because, you know, it's not like complaints hadn't been made before constantly, um, but the Manga Rock app was blocked in Japan, so Japanese artists and publishers couldn't access it to do anything about it, and so they, I mean, I think it was kind of stupid for them to go for something that was in English already, so easily accessible, I just feel like they they got too bold. Like, not that I want to like tell them that like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Like, fine, whatever, I don't care, get out of here. But like, uh, you know, I don't know. It seems short sighted. It was definitely like a dumbass move. Like, right? Yeah. Like who who thought that was a good idea? Let's seriously. Like, if, if you're doing something illegal, be smart. I don't know. <laughs> like, wasn't there a thing recently as well where it's like instead of like being blocked in Japan, it was just that if you had your phone's settings set to Japanese, it would block it. But if you changed the settings, like it was completely fine. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I saw that too. Yeah. It's like I don't I don't know I don't know why they think do do they I do do they I don't know, do do they not think Japanese people not know not know how to use technology? Like I really like they they think they're so sneaky and it's just like I don't know I like I I really don't know what the thought process is on any of this like it's I mean it might it might sound like I'm really thinking as low of them as possible but Carl, and I don't think they really thought that the Japanese were people yeah, at all Yeah see that's the thing the, I yeah. mean yeah And that's and that's part of the reason I feel like maybe now they're backtracking is because again the the issue is not with a Japanese creator um and there were definitely conversations going around on Twitter about how this is partially a race issue. Um, this is partially a fa- the fact of the matter is that a lot of people who read scans, it's not, maybe not even that they are racist necessarily, but they don't really think about the people creating these works and how piracy affects them. And they don't necessarily think of them as real people, not, not because they're Japanese necessarily, but because they're kind of, somewhere else they're other they're they're celebrities or they're which like i mean being a they're they're not tangible to them exactly they're a concept instead of real people that need to be considered as real people exactly and so like that's a huge like part of the issue i think um is is being able to divorce yourself from that um that reality is that these are people who you are affecting because if you don't think about that then there are no consequences to your actions and nowadays it's really hard to I feel like it should be harder to think that way because it's like you know we we talked about on the show before about uh and I think Maxi was on this episode too where you know you literally have creators like Kosuke, you know, the creator of uh Gangsta in particular who are literally tweeting like hey, please stop posting my work. <laughs> like I can't make money this way and you just have so many people who are so dismissive of them or like thinking they're just 
you know, whining and complaining about nothing when it's... I'm just, like, yeah. replying directly to them as well, being like, oh, no, it's a good thing, actually, that we're You're stealing getting from exposure. You're getting exposure. I can't even. Oh. Like, again, yeah. oh. Like, uh. Uh-huh. I just can't imagine talking to somebody like that, being like, yes, I steal your work actively, and I have no shame, and I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, people were doing that, like, directly to... Uh, is it Inio Asano over at like uh, TCAF when he came over to guest? Like, imagine being there in person and being like, oh, hey, I steal your work. I can't. It's like, what? I just... Like, look, okay, you do it if you do it. Don't say anything. Just lie. Like, I just, like, just, like, don't, he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> need to know how you read his work if you're going to, like, be like that. Just lie. Again, not smart. I always just say to people, just just have enough enough shame at least. Like if you if you're gonna do it, like I'm not your dad, I'm not gonna stop you. But like have a little bit of shame. Right. Keep it hidden. It's right. a dirty secret. This is something you do in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> you don't tell anybody else about it. <laughs> uh, I mean exactly. And I and I think this just goes back to um uh, to Unfortunately, I feel like this feeds into something that I, I personally really don't like about uh, the conversations around piracy, where it's like, you know, I, you you have you have so many people who work in the industry that will come out and be like, hey, well, you know what? If you if you pirate or you're a scan later, you're automatically like a bad person and and whatever. And I, I, that's not the way I wanted to word it, but like, I I, I feel like. I don't know. I'm I'm of two minds about this. Like I feel like it's I feel like it's not constructive to always demonize people who pirate because as we've like as you can tell from the conversation we're having right now like a, a lot of the reason people pirate is because they really just don't know any better. Like not 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 every not everybody is out to is like, you know, reading scans to to actively steal your work. Yeah, I read in in the wake of this manga rock stuff. I read a lot of things that, um, you know, comments on threads where people were like, "I had no idea that this was illegal. Mm-hmm, I had uh, no clue." C- correct me if because I'm wrong. It, they're like they're offering a premium subscription to their service or something. Yep, but also, I mean, it's in the app store. It looks really legit, and you know, they have no way of knowing if they, if you don't like know what scans are, if you don't do the work, if you're like a casual fan, you don't know that this is wrong and and i agree i don't think it's helpful to demonize people i think people really need to be educated that the, there are certain people within the professional community who i think don't get the idea of uh like what's that, you attract more flies with honey you know like you 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 have to sell people on the positive moves and uh, a lot of time it'll be through the woe stories like we all know that the 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 big claim wandering sun stopped being published because of piracy directly number one with a bullet that's the reason that stops happening and that sucks and i'm sure it's mostly true but it was also a 25 dollar prestige book that was going to have a limited audience like you you have to find a way to look at it beyond the main issue and also go and say hey there's other things that made it kind of difficult for people as well especially if you're trying to wean them away from piracy like one of the big reasons why viz media's shonen jump line like blew the heck up is i'm pretty sure all those volumes started launching at like eight dollars originally like mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. undercut the market massively oh yeah like I, I i will definitely tell you again as someone who was in middle school at the time like 
you know, even as somebody who only got like a little bit of money, you know, every every couple of weeks from their parents, it's like an allowance, like, and you know, I had access to stuff like uh, uh, to like borders, you know, I I lived, uh, what was it? I lived at like a good like less than five four miles or something from borders like it was it was close enough to where i could i could feasibly walk up there buy a book and go back home like and you know like it, it also like you said it helped that like you know uh visit shun and jump stuff at the time was literally like like 795 or something or and even or even like they're they're more than mature shun and jump stuff the shun and jump advanced stuff was like 799 like literally four more cents so like you know, I it, it was it was just as cheap for me to go get some fast food than to like buy stuff buy uh, Shonen Jump graphic novels at Borders. Like, I, I like from the beginning. Like, I feel like people who were into Shonen Jump, if you if you had enough money as a kid, like you had it pretty good. Yeah, like definitely. I mean, I would I would buy books regularly. Um, you know, and I think they maxed out at like ten dollars. You know, at that time, in when I was in middle school in the mid two thousands. Yeah, but yeah. um middle school and high school, but uh, <laughs> talking about Wandering Sun, I will always be bitter that I couldn't sell that to teenage trans kids because it was too expensive. I will Jeez, always, yeah. always, always be bitter about it because the kid comes and they're like, I want to read Wandering Sun. And I'm like, I have it. It's an $18 hardcover. And they're like, oh, I don't have the money for that. I'm like, Fantagraphics, why? <laughs> I could have sold so much of it. I could have, we, we had a huge queer uh, customer base at, at Comicopia. I could have sold it hand over fist. But it was too expensive. Yeah, they they didn't understand like the, the purchasing power that their the audience for the series would have. Yeah, and and how much that audience needed that book. Yeah, you know. Oh, absolutely. And like thing, things are largely better for the sort of prestige releases now. I don't know if it's because comic audience have aged up or just the market's in a safer place. But like stuff like the Poe Clan seems to move a bit more comfortably and it's i think an even more expensive prestige release that's like doing rounds for people pretty sure devil man has done really well for seven seas at this point devil man also thankfully came out at just the right time thanks to crybaby and also kind of a general go guy revival and it helps that it's short it's only a two volume omnibus book yeah and poe clan's kind of the same way it's also a relatively short series so it's it's different than Wandering Sun, which is a fifteen volume series, and yeah, and I think also the audience for Poeplan is very different. You know, it's generally going to be an older audience who's collecting, you know, classic stuff. Um, not not as much going to be teenagers, um, and it's a, it is it's it's a, like a forty dollar book. I mean, it's like a hefty the hefty price tag um it's beautiful it looks beautiful i, I really want to read it or i guess a, a more contemporary example i guess a, a, a more relevant one to that sort of age group now i guess would be stuff like uh our dreams at dusk which yeah. you know it's not a fancy release at all it's a normal seven seas book it comes in at like ah i've knocked everything over 13 dollars <laughs> yeah. and um like that's that seems to be the way to go. Like pe- people are getting very attached to that work, as they well should. It's destroying me emotionally each time a book comes out. Yeah, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I will say I definitely had customers complain that thirteen dollars was too expensive, um, and I think that's partially because they are accustomed to being able to read things for free. Mm. Um, yeah, that's sometimes you can't be cheaper than free. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I know. Like, I think uh, I think Crunchyroll has said this in the past or whatnot, but a lot of times with anime and manga. It's not so much, you know, competing against your direct competitors. It is 
competing against piracy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's why, you know, I think that's why Shonen Jump is doing so well. Because, like, if I wanted to read Naruto, like, prior to the the digital vault that they, you know, launched, I would have had to pirate it. I could not have justified. Well, you could have gone to a library. I I could. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh the libraries well, I mean, in I the can only area speak for UK libraries, but like libraries aren't always good. You get them slowly over many years, bottle the volumes. <laughs> they yes. do digital well, sales mean... every now and again. There's a Naruto app by Viz that publishes chapters daily. At least they it used to for a few years there. Well, why is this the thing that's going to I want to I want to let Buggy finish. Please, please continue, Buggy. Let me yeah. rephrase that. <laughs> if please. I wanted to read Naruto, I would have either like not read it or had to or no if i was going to read naruto i would have either resorted to stan or scans or have not read it uh just because it was something that was so mixed i wasn't going to put that sort of you know monetary investment into Mm -hmm. it yeah but like for a like a really light monthly fee that was exactly the price i would have you know i paid to read naruto and that was i was fine with that uh it like it's a really difficult thing because whether or not someone pirates ultimately comes down to well either like they just don't want to pay or it is you know the ease and price of accessibility and that's that's what these companies are having to deal with for me you know i can buy a lot of manga it's something that i'm willing to sink money into uh and i've you know gotten to a point where i can afford to do that uh, for a lot of other people, that's maybe not the case. Yeah. And, like, it's unfortunate to, like, I don't necessarily want to bring this into this, but I feel like a lot of times when people are being, like, very staunchly anti-piracy uh, and saying, you know, scanlations are evil, you know, don't read this or anything, a lot of times it does come across as kind of classist. Mm-hmm. It, just mm-hmm. because... Yeah. Like, for some people, you know, being able to afford these long-running series or, like, these volumes that are growing increasingly more expensive, it's just not viable. And you can put a certain amount into it, you know, every now and then, but it's not something that, you know, a lot of people are going to be able to keep up with maybe on the level that they would like and saying, well, then you're just locked out of this. It it's not great. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I see where you're coming from. I I I will say I I understand where you're coming from, Buggy, because it's like you know, but before the Shonen Jump Vault existed, like you know, um, at some point I I want to you know I want to go back to stuff like Naruto and Bleach, you know, for the podcast. That's something I really want to do at some point in the future, do an episode on. But you know, I I need to reread those series because. You know, like, I haven't read them in so long, because I, especially since I dropped them, you know, while they were still running weekly, because I just, you know, <laughs> I just lost interest. But, like, you know, uh, before the Shona Jump Vault, like, if I wanted to prepare for something like that, yeah, I would have had, like, not 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 that I, personally, not, not that I, like, don't mind spending money on those series, but, like, I... You know, if I if I were just some random schmo and I was like, you know, hey, maybe maybe I want to read Naruto, but like, you know, like it it, it like so, something like that, like a long running show to jump series, like that 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 in particular is an investment. Like that is 
that that is not an easy decision to make compared to you know, like reading something like Devil Man, where it's like, yeah, that's a prestige release, but like that's still that's still two volumes, both of which contain a lot of content for what you're paying for. And and like I also I'll also give them this, like you know, for Shonen Jump for their longer stuff, like they do have cheaper omnibus like releases where you know the paper quality isn't mm-hmm. you know it's it's pretty cheap. Let's be honest, but like you know you're getting what you paid for. Like I think I think it's like. Somewhere around like thirteen, fifty, like fifteen. Yeah, they're fourteen yeah, ninety. Yeah. yeah, where it's like you know, like if if I were going to buy a long running series like that, that I was just getting into, like I I would buy something like that where it's like you know you're getting three volumes for the price of one, and I think that's a good deal. But like you know, so I I I, I understand where you're coming from, where it's like you know, do I want to make this big purchase like of something that like you know, I might not like or that I'm possibly just going to drop halfway through or even sooner than that anyway. Like, I, I I get where you're coming from on that front. Like, like it's 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 so much easier just to pay, like... Like, I, I love that The Vault exists. Like, I could literally pay $2 a month to, to read both of those series. Like, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, The Vault is an ingenious move by Wiz because it solved a lot of problems that people... You know, we're talking about for a long time with the issue of the gap between new chapters and the volume releases, especially with My Hero Academia. So many people were like, well, I'm getting into My Hero Academia. I caught up in the volumes, but there's such a huge gap between the volumes and the latest chapter. And I can't buy the back issues that jump. So what am I supposed to do? So the Walt system is really flat out lent me his account for that exact purpose. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, the vault system is is just an ingenious way in terms of how to do simul pubs now because now you can offer the latest chapters and they're offering them for free. But if you want the whole back catalog, if not just one series, but like all one hundred series in the Shonen Jump Vault, you just have to pay a two dollar monthly fee, and it's a monthly fee that you can adjust however you like. So it's just a really ingenious, flexible move that's just nothing but a benefit for the consumer. Mm-hmm. Like um, good, another good example. Um, I all last year, you know, whenever I had the extra money. I was busy, you know, collecting all of the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh omnibus volumes, the 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 cheaper paper ones that they were doing and uh you know, uh but by the t- by literally by the time I had bought literally the entire ser- the entirety of that series through that way, I think a month later the Shutter Jump Vault became a thing and <laughs> and I, and, I, and I'm and, and I wouldn't say like, "Oh, well, I wasted my money." Cuz you know, I I supported Yu-Gi-Oh and I you know, I, I'm a big fan of that series. I, I love Kazuki Takahashi's work and, you know, wh- whatever money I sent his way was worth it, obviously. But like, man, if 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 you if you were to tell me a year ago that I was going to be able to read all of Yu-Gi-Oh for just two dollars, I probably would have held off on it. Like, it just. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but it's not all of it anymore, is it, Colton? They took away that two chapter story. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. two chapter prologue to Dark Side of Dimensions that really didn't mean anything. Uh, if you're going to go see the movie, uh, that, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't yeah, much to yeah. it. No, no. <laughs> um, I would. Um, I, w- I wanted to say to the point of um, you know, shutting out P 
people who are lower income, I agree that there is a problem there, and there is yes, yes, there there needs to be some kind of way to address, um, you know, especially teens who want to get into stuff. Um, I always feel bad when like a, you know a teen is like oh, I can't afford this thing. I will say though that I think having access to a lot of illegal stuff has made it easier to assume that you should have access to it. Yeah, entertainment yeah. isn't a right. It's like Yes. And and this is I mean I don't I absolutely do not want to block anybody from reading stuff. I don't want to like, you know, this is absolutely an issue. There needs to be a way to get books and get entertainment and get things to people who don't have a lot of, you know, financial uh, access. But I do think that it's kind of become like you know, you, you have to keep up with your classmates. You have to keep up with everybody else. You have to read the scans. You know, like it's a little bit more competitive um, than it should be or needs to be. And I think part of that is because it's bred by this culture of, of having access to free stuff illegally. Yeah, the culture of being current. Yeah, and I, and I don't want to, again, I don't want to demonize anyone. Again, this is not, I mean, I totally get it. But I, I mean... I've also had kids come up to me at shows asking me, like, how can I read this for free? And I'm like, I can't tell you that. That's not, like, <laughs> I, this. that's illegal. I want you to read stuff, but I can't tell you how to do that illegally. Like, rather than rely on scanlations, what I ideally, what would be best is if there was just more access to libraries and a wider selection yeah. of comics and libraries. Yes. Yeah. That's a whole bigger discussion. Oh yeah. And then the availability of services like overdrive, like digital library systems, those are such a boon uh, for so many people to have access. They are. I will say it's, it's really hard to find manga in digital. Um, the, the manga you can find is like, the Harlequin romance manga that Dark Horse put out and like, which is, you know, if that's your thing, that's great. It's, there's a bunch of it available through Libby and Overdrive. Go for it. Um, but, you know, like Dark Horse has some stuff up there. I think Naruto and Pokemon might be available in some places. But for the, for the most part, it's just not you, you can't find a huge breadth of digital manga through the library. And that's partially because ebooks are expensive for libraries. And that's a whole different like issue that the manga industry can't really solve. Yeah. I, I'm very fortunate to have a library system that gets a large swat of manga, both in print and digitally. And ideally, I wish that more library systems were like it because they get pretty much every title that is released digitally. And it's just... That's impressive. I, yeah. It's That's just, really great. I just wish there were there was like more push and support behind libraries to be able to purchase and make comics available for people uh, in their systems. Uh, and of course that is like a whole, another topic about like, you know, li funding libraries and like making sure they're accessible to people in like all sorts of areas. I will say a lot of libraries really want to know what their clientele wants to read. So tell them, you can request books. I definitely try to push that a lot. Not obviously, not every library can can do everything. They have limited resources, but they want to know what what their patrons want to read. Um, so tell anybody listening, tell your library, please order this copy of this book because I want to read it. Um, I did that with Irisa Yasura because they didn't have it, and I was like, y'all, you got to get this. You have like <laughs> ancient copies that nobody's reading anymore. You need to get the omnibus. Like you did good work, Regatta. <laughs> yeah, I was so pleased. <laughs> and then I got to read it for free. 
Yeah, I, I think the, the the funding of public services feels like the most crucial way of uh, solving the the class aspect of comics piracy. Like, because the, the the thing is, it's like I I fully empathise with the issue, but at the same time, it's very easy to forget the comic creators aren't just making comics to to entertain and please people. They also, you know, they want to. They need to make a living. Yeah. And, and the, the libraries are pretty solid supports. If, if, if the libraries get support, they support the authors. It's as straightforward as that. And, and sadly, nowadays, they kind of get forgotten a lot. Um, a, a library back where I used to live at the, at the bottom of England, uh, at one point only really had volumes of like, um, Mega Man Battle Networks manga. And like, it, it took a, a lot of me and my friends like kind of going in and like being asked, hey, what books would actually make this section get used? Because no one seems to want to read these old beaten up Mega Man comics, which is a shame. They're amazing. <laughs> uh, and like, and you can totally turn around that sort of section in a library by giving feedback and like making requests. It, it's a super cool thing to do. And I mean, there, there's always. There's always half measures that I think are always worth keeping in mind. If if you want to convince your friends how to reduce their piracy, like there there are ways you can improve things slightly. Something I always try and do to anyone I know who's old enough to have like a credit card of some sort of description, like the the big sale will always be Bookwalker because like yeah. I mean, can't sell it itself. Like it you know it's, it's bought volumes and then like read the scans like whatever like. That that's a decent half measure. You are buying the book, even if you can't read Japanese. You can say, "I've bought this. It's not out in English. I've bought it. I've put the money down. Like I'm halfway there. Like that's worth a lot." Like I I tried to go a step further and like actually learn to read and stuff, but like it that's not for everyone. Not everyone's got that amount of time. Uh, God knows I'm going to have a lot less time to learn soon. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. See that that that's something I see a lot too, where it's like. You know, I see a lot of industry people who are like, well, why don't you just learn the language? And like, I don't know. I, I just I just hate it. How because I I've I've taken like, you know, Japanese classes in high school before. And like, I'm not I'm not saying that I like I had a hard time learning the language because like I was already interested in learning the language. But like, not that like, you know, I, I just not I, easy. I was going to say, like, I, I hate it how people make it seem like. That's just like th- th- that's so easy. Why can't you do it? And it's like that not not everyone can do that or has the ability to do that. Yeah, I mean, more than anything, it's a huge time sink. Like, e- even if you find it easy to learn, there's a lot to learn, and then to practice it alone, like you you do have to have a a good amount of free time, and like it it works for some, but it's not going to work for everyone. But just at least selling people on on buying the books and. I mean, buying digital manga in Japanese, my god, it's like £2 to £3 for a volume most of the time. Like, it's incredibly cheap. I, I guess that'd be $5 by American value. Like, that that ain't nothing as, as far as putting down a, a bit of a tip down to be like, hey, I'm going to make sure this author gets theirs. Yeah, and, and like I was saying before, like, I'm... It, I mean, I, I guess it's, it's like you said, Maxi, like, it's... You know, it's it's that weird, it's that weird. I'm going to call it a gray area. I'm I'm sh- I'm not sure if you'll agree. Where it's like, you know, yeah, you're st- you're still doing the thing, but like you're still also like I I I think what counts is you're still making the effort to support your favorite artists. Like I think I think that's what counts personally. But again, I I know not everyone is going to necessarily agree with that it's 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 a it's a way of making the thing you're doing it, it's a good way to make the thing you're doing seem 
I don't want to say less bad. I don't know if that's really what I want to go with. I mean, it. I mean, I don't know. whether it's less bad or not, it's something. You're doing something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I feel like. I feel like I feel like you know, at least compared to learning an entirely different language, I feel like that's still that's something like I think people can do. Like, and you know, like for for those who, I don't know, like maybe you could make the argument like, well, I can't read the Bookwalker Japanese website. Well, you know what? Like, it's it's really not that hard to navigate. Like, checkouts in English, yeah, and typically, mm-hmm. typically, like you know, I I use a lot of sites like uh, I think it's called the M- Manga Updates or. Uh, Oh yeah, bug updates. Oh totally. Like you, you can totally just copy paste the Japanese title of Sync off of there or Analyst mm-hmm. or that other one I can't remember the name of that everyone used. My anime list. There we yeah. go. Uh, and like just just paste that across. That gets you in there. I mean, hey, you can even just say you're really into Shonen Jump. There's this amazing Wikipedia page called List of Weekly <laughs> Shonen Jump Series. <laughs> I, I I swear to God, like back when I was first starting out, I was just like, okay, I'm. I can't remember what the series is called. I, I don't know how to turn on the Japanese keyboard on my phone. Copy paste. Found the book. Done. <laughs> like there, there's a lot of ways you can make the access easy, and some of the time, all you need is I don't know someone someone just to guide you. Like I I've made a point whenever anyone's been interested in going down this sort of half measure route, like because I've tried to sell them on it, I make sure they know every step of the way they need to make to actually get the goods. Because like if you want people. To improve, you've got to put your money where your mouth is, at least metaphorically. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. Um, and I mean, yeah, like I, 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 rem- I remember, you know, when I when I saw, you know, people like you and, and V Lord online, you know, buying stuff through Bookwalker, and I was just like, you know, I, I, at, at first it seemed intimidating because, like, you know, I, I had never used Bookwalker. I like I tried to dabble in in it, but it was like, eh, I don't really know what I'm doing. But like, you know, ha- having having someone there to help you give you give you some advice like it really helps like it's like uh, honestly the introduction of bookwalker into my manga buying habits like is really the best thing that's ever happened to me (laughs) like it's it's such a good way to like 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 bookwalker is something that like if you are sleeping on like you really need to start using it it's so good Oh, no, it's like, you usually get, like, signing bonuses, and it's worth mentioning your, like, if you've used a global bookwalker for, like, the English volumes digitally, that's the exact same account. You can log that into the Japanese store and use that to buy stuff, no problem. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you you don't have to worry about juggling accounts. And, again, with, like, God, it feels like we're doing an advert. Are we doing an advert? Are we getting paid for this, Colton? <laughs> well, hey, we're supporting an official site. For Bookwalker and for like Shonen Jump app. <laughs> I mean, look if it if it makes you guys feel any better, like you know, I, I live with two roommates and one of them in particular, you know, they they don't read as much manga I do, so like they they don't know like where to look. So sometimes they'll just be like, "Hey, Cole, where, where can I like read this thing or whatever?" And you know, like uh, I'll you know if they want to read something from Jump, like say like my My Hero Academia or Promised Neverland, I'm my answer is always going to be like the Shonen Jump app, like. I I have like I have yelled at my roommate about the Shut and Jump app so much that they they make fun of me for like they they legit I think at one point they legit thought that like Viz was paying me or something like <laughs> uh, not yet there not not yet for, I mean, for as I mean, much as we've promoted it maybe they should sponsor us I mean I they created say. something so efficient and like relatively cheap that it's hard not to shill yeah I yeah. don't think yeah I also don't think a lot of people understand but. The the op- the cost the two dollar a month cost has got to be operating at a loss yeah. initially, oh, yeah. but like it, I guess it must make up for it in volume. But like 
uh, $2. It, like, it's incredible. Like, when I saw, when they, when they made the announcement, they, they, I was like, I can't believe they can do this. I, I cannot, like, fathom that they can afford to do this. I assume it's just because they're a larger company who's been around longer than the other ones. But it's, like, mind-blowing. I guess if you, like, consider it, like, $24 a year is kind of... It's still cheaper than the old Shonen Jump magazine sub, which was $26 a year. But it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. The only thing, um, as far as, like, comics go, that is, like, I, I think the most similar to this Shonen Jump vault kind of thing is... Uh, so I think Marvel offers the same kind of service where it's, like, you pay... You pay a flat fee, I think, like, either monthly or, like, I think it's annually. I don't remember, but it's... Yeah, yeah. Marvel Unlimited. It's, uh, it's a super good service that's probably got a few more flaws than Shonen Jump does. Like, you can only, say, for example, download 12 issues at once for offline reading. Uh, the, the reader still kind of has a few crashing problems, but, like, you, you pay, like... I, I think I was paying, like, £7 a month, so it's got to be, like, $10 month, or yeah. something. Yeah, like, and you just have full-on access. Like, it doesn't have the 100-chapter limit as as a sort of different positive compared to the Shonen Jump thing. And, like, it, it's got a huge quantity of things, and it only runs about half a year behind their actual releases. So, like, there's a, there aren't many of these sort of uh, the live services, but the, the ones that are out there are pretty solid. Like, Crunchyroll Manga, for all that it really struggles to work sometimes, still has a lot of stuff on it. Yeah, if only they uh, improve that app, which, uh... Man, not... yeah, like... I mean, it, ha- it has regular updates, they're just not the updates that everyone seems to want. <laughs> it doesn't do, do uh, fix the problems. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, like, the, the update history, like, whenever I... Because I have to manually update everything on my phone, because it's not set to auto-updates, because I was trying to save data, like, years ago, and I forgot to turn it back on. Like, it's usually there every couple of weeks just saying they've done some bug fixes. Oh, let's see. That's interesting. I, I don't know if it's... Be- do, do, you, do you have an iPhone, Maxi? Uh, yes. Okay, see, that's interesting because it, it it feels like every time I go to the Crunchyroll manga app, I, I have some kind of, pr- like, issue with it. It's definitely an imperfect thing, but, like... And I, I'm pretty positive about the fact it exists at all. And, like, even the things that were exclusive to it, you know, they've started making the leap over to, to Amazon's Comixology stuff. Like, you can get Investor Z volumes now for, like, a pound each or something. <laughs> like, which, I mean, yeah, that's probably about as much as I'll pay for Investor Z. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't mean to dunk on it. I just have no idea what its deal is. So, like, you know, there, there are fans out there. People like it. Go them. I always uh, see. I always see it around, and I'm just like, man, this looks like some kaiji ass shit. And like, if if people don't mind like shopping at the slightly terrifying behemoth that is Amazon, like Comicsology is super good. They they run yeah, frequent that's true sales. Too. Viz has a series on sale every week, guaranteed. Kadansha is always running a sale, usually with the volume one of whatever series that is at sixty nine p or a dollar for all you uh, American people. Those are insane deals. Like when you can get like a twenty dollar book for one dollar digitally through those financial sales, like Queen Emeraldus or Princess Jellyfish, those are like amazing deals. And like if you're a discerning shopper, Humble Bundle keeps doing like Kadansha bundles and stuff that are mind boggling. I got forty five volumes of Fairy Tale for like eight quid. The same same here, yeah. Well we're shouting stuff out. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've found that like I buy a lot of physical manga because I like 
just physically owning it. I of course, of course. Digital bugs me a little bit for some reason. Uh, I found that uh, right stuff tends to be pretty mm-hmm. good at uh, at that, especially like if you get the God Anime membership. It is fantastic for getting a lot of manga because it's very reliable deals where you can get an additional discount on top of your god anime discount so you can get it like 33 percent off of the list price which is real good and like for me and like maybe for lum as well uh you're probably close enough it's based in iowa so i think i looked it up the place they distribute from is four hours away from me so it's free shipping at $50. I get like $50 worth of manga every now and then. And it's there within like a couple days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, right, right stuff is definitely the way to go on a lot of like anime manga purchases for sure. And heck, uh, Barnes and Noble also very regularly and reliably does manga sales, uh, especially in the summer. That's true. Yeah, a lot of like three for the price of two or like yeah. buy two, get one free or whatnot. Yeah, and yeah. those are also really nice deals. And also uh, they do Manga Mondays every Monday where they have like some newer titles discounted half off, which are, is also real nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and if if you're in the if you're in the UK, uh, Forbidden Planet pretty much is always running a free for two on manga, so like that's your go to. And if you're not going with that, yeah, but there's still that <laughs> one option, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? It's gonna be a risk, and you're not always gonna find what you want. But like used bookstores, yeah, oh, I found yeah. out. Like mm-hmm. I found out recently that. There is a fair amount of manga going through and, like, circulating uh, through those. I did not realize just how much there was. Like, I was missing, like, I think five to ten volumes of Trigun, a series that I have had part of for ages, but just the version of Trigun Maximum that I have is out of print. I found, like, the entire thing there recently. You can find a lot of really great stuff, you know, used naturally which it's not always going to be the highest quality but oh yeah like yeah i got a lot of old out of print stuff uh from the strand bookstore in new york while i was there during my college years and like i got stuff like eagle uh stuff like kodocha i got from there uh lots of kodocha yeah man lots of I got like Olaceris, uh Celestial Legend, lots of fruits basket, lots of lots of manga I was able to find there at discounted prices and even though they're used copies, they're real, real good, like quality stuff. To that end, um if you want to find used books online, uh Thrift Books is really good. For um, sure, yeah. I, again, sometimes they're like old library copies or they're not in the best shape because they're used, but if you just want to read it, I mean, it's hard to beat, you know, three bucks uh, for a physical copy of a thing. And they give you free shipping once you hit $15 worth of stuff. So buy a few manga oh, and get free 15? shipping. Yeah, 15? Wow. Yeah, it's pretty great. And then they, like, give you they give you points, too. So you, like, get, like, uh, you get, like, a discount. Like, you buy, I don't know, like, 30, 30 or 50. No, I think you must be buy $50 worth of books over a certain amount of time. They'll give you like points and you get like extra books free. Oh, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, like used bookstores are a godsend, I'll be honest. Like 
you know, I, I have a couple of them in my area as well, uh, locally speaking, and like, you know, that that's how I got a hold of stuff like all of Tokyo Pop's release of GTO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I I mean I like old like out of print manga, so for me it's like really great. Like I I love, you know, like Hideshi Hino's like out of print horror stuff, which is so hard to find and like you gotta really dig for it, but when you find it, it's so good. Oh man, like uh, <laughs> I found, um, I've I've even found stuff like a uh, Ry Jean's old release of like City Hunter. I have the first four vibes oh, yeah. of that. <laughs> I've definitely found like issues of Ry Jean that sort of way. Like it's <laughs> it's pretty well. I think I once got an issue of Cobra this way actually, like back when it was the Viz's flopped release. Yeah, I have. Um, well, this was actually I got through work, but I have like Ranma. The, the old, like, single issue Ranma. Um, yeah. Oh, man, but, I, I, I find single issues of, like, that and, like, Dragon Ball, like, all the time at my local comic shop. that They're just, yeah. like, a dollar, maybe even, a, like, a couple cents. Like, it, it's pretty mm -hmm. wild. Uh, oh, I, I'll never forget the time I found the first 13 volumes of Hunter Hunter for, like, two ninety nine a volume. Like, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. Such, uh, the, that's a good deal. That was that was really hard to like not buy because <laughs> it's like when are, when are you ever gonna find that kind of thing again? And like like uh, if you're talking series, you, you want to buy legally. Like Hunter Hunter, my God, the everything's just fallen over behind me. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. Oh, no. that's right. It's my uh, my poor wife just uh, getting up from a reclining chair, <laughs> <laughs> sitting out in the background. Um, this is what happens when you get excited about a good deal, Maxie. Well, this is exactly it. But like. Hunter Hunter, the fan translations really struggle with a lot of it because let's be real, like Yoshihiro Takashi has a lot of strange word use and naming conventions and concepts constantly flying around that often don't get dealt with well by by pirates on a weekly basis. Like the the official releases are sometimes the only way you can fully understand that comic. <laughs> yeah, the fan tran fan translations are unreadable and make assumptions that are not true about the series uh, f f most famously recently where um i i think one of the fan translations of uh one of the more recent chapters like i, I forget the context of the scene but like the fan translation of one chapter led the entire community to believe that like illumi and hisoka were like getting married or something it, it was really oh, weird yeah. <laughs> which is like it's it's really too bad that wasn't wow, true spoilers yeah <laughs> it was true but really no. too bad it wasn't true <laughs> maybe it is maybe it's just not true yet <laughs> uh, hey we can only but, hope um right yeah but then so many people were upset at marlene who's the editor of the series and i think like still for like a year afterwards she is like no was like they're not engaged I, I feel so bad for her, honestly. I cannot imagine the shit she has to deal with sometimes. How does that mistake? You know what? That's just, like, the most absurd, like, mistake. That That's, like, it's obviously not going to be the case. And it's so, I don't know, it's such, like, a, an extreme conclusion to come to. <laughs> that, like, these characters are engaged for some reason. We don't know what, you know, like, it just seems really out of nowhere <laughs> yeah i i love finding people who are so skeptical of like viz's translations because like you know be, be, because of like certain fan trans translations online that like that that like translate like a certain word or like a phrase that like in japanese can mean like 12 different things or whatever but they don't realize it because they don't actually know the language and like right i, I literally i literally saw a guy the other day like uh make make a tweet about like one of the latest one piece chapters and like 
uh, I, I forget the context of the scene, but like, uh, what, what was it? They, they tried to put like a certain word through like Google Translate and they're like, um, actually it means this, like what's Viz doing or whatever. Oh, and I'm just gosh. like, come on. <laughs> that, that all you can trace back to just them choosing to go with Zolo instead of Zoro. And like, since then everything's been like, it can't be right because they changed a letter. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Zolo is a pretty bad choice <laughs> yeah i mean I, yeah. I swear to god I, I don't even notice it nowadays but i'm pretty sure yeah that's that's such a like small thing to where like you just like after you read enough one piece like you, you don't register it like it, it literally doesn't matter like i can i cannot imagine being a fan of one piece and still like hyper fixating on that one detail because at some point you can just be like i'll just read it as nar like i know what his name is fine. You know, uh-huh. you can just mm-hmm. gloss over it and move on. It was a choice made a long time ago. Yeah, and, and, and unfortunately they, they have to stick with those choices, as uh, Steven's talked about, but like, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, I think we I think we did a good job like, p- pointing out you know, where people can read and buy their stuff legally like this it's just, I like, if there's, if there's any takeaway I want people to take from this conversation, it's like I th- I think we are in a better place as far as like the manga and anime fandom goes. Like, there are cheap alternatives. Yeah, it's so hard to not at least like like e- even even with like the Bookwalker stuff we mentioned. Like, it's so hard to not support stuff in like some way, shape, or form. And I think you know, I mean, it's a little more work, right, to to go out and like find the used books or find you know whatever. At the at the end of the day, if you're not willing to do that little bit of work. I feel like I, I still feel like there were, were there are excuses being made to continue to to um, engage in piracy. You know, like yeah, do you do you really want this thing, or do you just want the convenience of this thing? Like that's a, that's another annoyance I have with um, with trying to talk to people about piracy online and stuff, where it's like you know just. Like just just say you don't want to pay for the thing. Like I I don't right. like again. It's one of those things where it's like I can understand certain reasons as to like why you would pirate something, and like 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 I said, like if 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 piracy were like a black and white issue, like we wouldn't be talking about it now. Like and and no and nobody would be talking about it ever. It's not even in color. <laughs> an excellent excellent reference thank you oh my god <laughs> full circle yeah um, like yeah it's it's not a it's not a black and white issue but but at the same time it's like i at the same time it's like you know i i i don't i don't want to hear your like weird backwards logic as to like why you don't want to pay for a thing like i just right. if if you don't want to pay for something i wish people would just be honest about that i don't know that's just me Mm-hmm. yeah i mean don't pretend that what you're doing is noble yeah exactly you know like that and that's the thing i think that bothers me the most is the people who justify it by like no it's good actually because of xyz and it's like no what you're doing is still harming people you can't i mean you can't get around that even if you have your reasons for doing it there are still consequences of, of those actions you can't pretend there aren't consequences of those actions yeah exactly Oh, but, uh, yeah, um, we're getting pretty long here, um, but, uh, I mean, is, is there any, is there anything else we want to bring up at all before we maybe start wrapping up, or anything else we want to get out there while we're still talking about it? <laughs> there is one thing I want to say yet. Sure, sure, yes. go ahead. Um, so, 
At the beginning of this, this is going to sound like a four exposure argument. Bear with me. It's <laughs> not where I'm going with okay, it. I'll roll with you. I'm with you. Um, yeah. Basically, it has been like there's been some research into it, and uh, it has been proven that at least in some circumstances, piracy can lead to more sales. Piracy can by loyalty. Now, this is not going to be the case for everyone. Obviously, there are going to be plenty of people out there who are pirating because, you know, it's they just don't want to pay. But like there's been some research done into it and I can personally attest to the fact that there are plenty of things that I've pirated, m- like multiple series that I have gone back and double dipped in uh after, you know, initially pirating uh because I'm like this is good. Mm-hmm. I should be paying for this. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, the the reasons for pirating have been, you know, various. Uh, with one piece, it was because it was such a long backlog. I started getting catch up, uh, caught up. Uh, with something, it's like they were Amazon series, and I'm I was not going to sign up for Anime Strike. There's a no, reason that series fair. died after a year. No, yeah, yeah me <laughs> You know, with some stuff, it was just I was young. I didn't have you know a lot of options, but. Pirates can become consumers. They can begin, you know, contributing. The industry makes it seem, you know, cold, but like to the art form, I would say, uh, you know, is a better way of looking at it. So, you know, hopefully there are some people out here who have, you know, listened to this discussion, heard what we're saying about, you know, all these alternatives, uh, you know, making people reevaluate. Maybe this isn't a good thing to be doing. And then, you know, maybe they'll become loyal customers. They'll start, you know, buying manga instead of just pirating it. Uh, and that's, that's my hope because it's something that can happen and I can personally attest to it. I, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I can't believe I hadn't even thought about bringing that up. Like, I, I guess that that is, that is something else that is always sort of uh bother me a little bit where it's like yeah i've 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 seen people who have talked about this kind of thing where it's like yeah piracy it's 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 because this thing has a scanlation or something that it didn't get picked up where it's like that's not that's not always true for every title yeah though it can pose a risk for more niche titles i think yeah i agree I will say I've definitely bought things um, that I had once pirated because I pirated it before there was a, a translation or whatever. Um, and I think I think that's definitely something that's true of, you know, perhaps a lot of millennial readers who kind of fell into piracy by accident and came out of it still interested in manga and now want to collect it. I do think there's something about being a manga reader in a lot of ways that is... Um, that lends itself to collection. Like I love having my books around me all the time. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and like like Buggy, you were saying you like physical copies of things. I'm the same. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I have all <laughs> my poor my poor husband. We moved uh, in in June, and we had to like put all our all my books in like long boxes. And I had just found out I was pregnant, so I couldn't really carry a lot of things. Oh. <laughs> so we were like lifting all these like boxes. And he's like, never again, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get rid of them. I was like, never. Um, 
but you know, I so I I do think I do think that for people who you know grew up with scams, not realizing it was illegal, that there's been a lot more of an attempt to be like, I can have these now. I'm I'm an adult. Um, I have some maybe some uh, expendable expendable income. I can buy a book every now and then. So yeah, I definitely think there is that. I do there. I do think it does pose a risk to you know again niche titles, which sucks because I want more niche titles to come over into into North, the North American market. I mean, we're in a world where it's more realistic now. It yeah. is. No, it yeah. totally is. I mean, we got City. I never thought that, like, yeah. I thought that Nichijou was such a niche thing that we'd never get something like City. But that came over fairly quickly. We have Silver Spoon now, which is a series about farm life, which, I mean, yeah, Arakawa's behind it, but I didn't think we were going to get Silver Spoon. We got The Night is Short Walk-On Girl as a novel. It's it's crazy what we're actually getting. Yeah, Nichijou in particular, I feel like, has really seen like a resurgence in like interest uh, in particular, which I think is pretty neat, uh, especially considering like a- after a while, like Crunchyroll took that off their service. But uh, I-, I totally agree. Like, d- I'm also the kind of person where like, yeah, every every once in a while I'll dabble in the scans. But like, if I really, really love something, I will buy it. Like if you if if Viz announced today that they were going to be bringing out Sket Dance because, like, you know, Astro Lost in Space did well for them. I would buy that day one. Oh, yeah. Pre-order it, you know. 100%. I was really shocked when, uh, you know, One Piece Books, which is a pretty small publisher, um, they published uh, I Hear the Sunspot in English, and I, like, lost my mind because this was something I had read pirated and I never thought would make it over. It's a BL book, but it's, like, not very scandalous. It's, like, you know, like, which I feel like the... The ones that make it are usually like the really raunchy ones, and I got so excited. So like that came out, and that did did well for us at Comicopia. You know, you know stuff like that where I was like, I never thought I'd see this, you know, in print, and like I got so excited for it, and I just bought it. You know, I ordered it right away through work. Um, I mean, things like Devil Man when that came, when that was announced, or like um, Captain Harlock, like Queen of Meraldis. Like I, I was like, these are old. Nobody ever wanted to take a chance on these before. And now we have them, and they're selling. It's not like, you know, I don't think they're being relegated to, like, well, we, we printed this because we had to. You know, like, I think people are enjoying it. Yeah, I think we're in a good place where the audience is so big, and uh, m- there's so many generations now of manga and anime fans that there's a lot of variety of, like, uh, the consumer, or, like, who, what books can come out and for whom, which is really nice. Oh, totally. And, like, you you get a lot more input on it now. Uh, Seven Seas in particular with their surveys. Like, you bet for months on end I was putting Satoko and Nada into that survey. And that, <laughs> that goddamn book, that's come out. And, like, that's that's a feeling of pure joy. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I doubt I had much influence. A lot of people were requesting that series. So, like, that you never would have imagined, like, something like that coming out, really. And now it's, like, probably one of my favorite books of the year. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think in general we we just we just have it so good now, um, and it's just it's just kind of a shame that like you know uh, some it it just feels like there's some there are a very small group of people out there who again either don't know any better or like they just don't want to pay for anything, so like they just don't take advantage of it. And I don't know if this will lead into another sort of short discussion, but like. You know, I've seen people online who, you know, I see like post scans, like 
really popular stuff and you know i'll just be like hey well you know this thing here you can literally read on shonen jump app for like two dollars or something or like or i think at the time it was like there was still their digital magazine and uh you know they they never got back to me and i was just like okay well you know i don't i don't know like I, i wish there was a way to i guess this is another issue that maybe some people have where it's like yeah i feel like we need to educate people on like more legal avenues but it's like i i wonder if there's the fear of like it's really hard to do that without coming off as like a snob or being like the well actually kind of guy you know i i struggled to think about like how to how to work around that kind of thing i mean the trick is is to just be a really cool person and that way what snobbishness just comes off as aloofness i mean i'm cool as shit and everyone listens to me <laughs> right Ah. <laughs> uh. I mean, I think there's something to be said about just being genuine, right? Like, like, hey, I get where you're coming from, but like, here's some options. You know, here, you know, you might consider doing this instead. I mean, I'm the kind of person who, like, in my Twitter feed, I'm always like, hey, go to the library. Your library is really good. Or I'm like, hey, go support your local comic shop. It's really great. Um, and I just, you know, if you're just sincere, like, if you just like put it out there, even without like, like, you don't need to even get engaged with individuals. Just be like, hey, here's an idea. Have it. Go for it. <laughs> Sometimes just promoting the existence of things enough. Like, I I look at how much, uh, like, a uh, Minovsky article in particular is always one that I come back to. Someone who literally just kind of takes pics of the comics he's enjoying a lot. And, like, that's influenced so many people I know to go out and, like, buy the books. Because they were like, oh, this thing exists. Like, sometimes just just being into the thing and sharing that you're enjoying the thing makes a difference. I've yet to hear anybody go out and start buying Grand Jump because of me, but it's going to happen one day. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh. I mean, I've somehow become the unofficial Akiko Higashimura spokeswoman because I just keep talking about her. So people well, are, are like, oh, yeah, I don't you know. You're the expert. putting it out there. I'm, I don't really think I'm an expert at all. I just really <laughs> like her work. <laughs> so I keep talking about it. That's the thing. It's just... It's just being into something enough that people a- associate with a thing or get enough good vibes from you about the thing that they become interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. E- even I've kind of had my fair share of like, you know, I'll I'll do a thread about something in- I'm reading in particular and like uh, occasionally I'll get that one stray reply where it's like, hey, this looks cool. Where can I read this? And like that, that always makes me feel so good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I, I, I try and have a, a slight cool guy response nowadays as well, where it's like, um, say if I'm showing something that I'm reading in Japanese and people are going like, ah, oh, I wish I could read this, like, because I don't know if there's scans or not, I, I just go and go, well, there's, there's a Japanese, but I, I hope you've got a way of reading it soon, just to be encouraging to keep an eye out, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's really the answer, right? Like, I feel like in general that, that that's the way I want to go instead of instead of constantly just being like, you know, like, again, like I said, I, I have a problem with you know, demonizing people who read scanlations in particular. I'm definitely of the mindset that, like, I feel like people should be more encouraging, especially, like, encouraging of, like, where to read stuff legally. Again, especially people who, like, actually work in the industry as well, so. Yeah, I mean, I always, like, my philosophy when I write reviews, for example, is I'm going to talk up things that are good instead of trash things that are bad. Because I... I feel like that's more productive and more people are encouraged to engage with good things. Um, you know, I mean, some there is going to always be a, a subset of people who are like, I want to see how bad this bad thing is. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, sometimes that's fun. Yeah, definitely. I just don't feel like it's like worth my time to like put energy into something that's terrible. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
so when I talk about, I mean, I'm talking about specifically when I reviews for manga, I talk about things that I find worthwhile. But I think that's true of like practices too. Like instead of like harping on about the negative things and making people people feel guilty and making them want to double down, offer alternatives and, and talk about the things that you do and the, the ways that you access books. I mean, I post pictures of my library halls. I post pictures of what I get from my comic shop or use bookstores because I, you know, I want to encourage people to use those avenues and see that it's possible to do that instead of like yelling at them. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm not their mom, you know, like this is not, I got my own life to lead. I'm not here to discipline everybody else's kids. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. I want to make people like reading comics. I don't want them to be reading comics in a way where they, you know, they're feeling bad because they had to be guilted into reading it a certain way. Like, right. Right. Exactly. Comics are the most fun medium in the world to me. I, I want to share that idea with people whilst also encouraging them to do it in a good way. Like, that's yeah. it, really. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but I, I think as long as we're talking about, like, you know, uh, the, uh, obviously, like, we'll 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 leave links in the show notes, um, you know, for all the places we mentioned where you could buy and support manga, um, you know, the, uh, all, all the sites and stuff we where uh, we talked about on this episode. Uh, I really want to highlight a site in particular called WhereCanIReadManga.com. So yeah, it's it's a really uh comprehensive little a list of again a lot of the different services we ta- services we talked about including Shonen Jump, uh, Book Walker, Comicsology, uh Manga Plus, that's something that uh we haven't really mentioned by name yet, but like you know, that's 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 something that's available for the entire world except for like other Asian countries essentially. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to read Spy. You got to read Spy X Family. That's the rules. <laughs> uh huh. That's for, that's for sure. Um. So yeah, we'll, we'll again, we'll we will definitely leave links to all this stuff in the show notes. Um, and you know what? Because I I think that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this discussion as well. Is you know, at, at the end of the day, like you know, I, I just I just want to let people know where they can read their stuff because again, we're. I think we're spoiled, to be quite honest. Like between, I agree. But like between stuff like the Shonen Jump app and all these other free alternatives to reading manga. Like again, like it's like I said before, it's really hard to not support stuff legally now. Also, uh, technically not manga, but I think it's still worth bringing it up since it's uh, in the same sort of category. Uh, because dot moe yes one yes. of the best sites like out there very uh very good interface in terms of showing you what streaming services have you know what anime and where you can watch them legally that's great i didn't know about that one mm-hmm. yeah no it's 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 such a useful site like because obviously a lot of anime is handled by a lot of different services now and it's really hard to keep up with you know which service has what for sure. So yeah, because dot Moe is a, a really good resource. I'm definitely leave a link for that in the show notes as well. But um, yeah, I, I think we're, I think we're running on pretty long here. I mean, we, we could, we could keep going on, I'm sure for another couple hours, yeah. but uh, unfortunately some, some, some of us don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. There's always more to talk about. Oh yeah. And um, m- maybe in the future we'll, we'll probably talk about this again. I'm sure once another, discussion happens maybe i don't know like again like i said before like people i think are always going to talk about this for as long as piracy is relevant and people are still engaging in it unfortunately so but no yeah i i think we're just going to end our discussion there uh thank you guys so much for uh coming on and joining us i thought this was a uh, I thought this was a good conversation albeit maybe sometimes a little unorganized on my part but it was still it was still good 
I loved it. It grew very organically. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having us. This was fun. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I guess we'll start uh, letting you guys plug all your stuff because I I really like a lot of the work that you guys do as part of the reason why we have you on uh, for sure. Um, And I guess we'll start with, uh, you know, actually here, we'll we'll start with Maxi because I know you got to go soon. Uh, Yeah, sure. I'll get mine out quick because I I actually have to disappear and play Dungeons and Dragons because I'm a really cool person. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I am. Dungeons and Dragons is, we live in a new age. It's actually the cool thing to do now. D&D is is mainstream, you know, it's cool. It's hot. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the hot thing. Uh, Yeah, so you guys can all find me at Maxi to be on Twitter. That's where I do most stuff nowadays. Uh, Usually just talking about Transformers I want to buy and uh, comics I'm reading. Uh, there's also friendshipeffortvictory.com, which currently has the entire 30 episode original series. It's actually 33 episodes. I keep getting this wrong. The entire 33 episode original series that I do not like is now up on there and archived. You can listen to it instead of using other people's sound clouds because for some reason my really not that popular podcast got nicked by a lot of people when I deleted it. It's a funny oh, thing about availability and access there. You're a victim of pirate stew. Oh, wow. New, new episodes of the show, they might happen. I've, I've got two finished scripts. Like, oh? I, I did three episodes last year. If I do three new episodes this year, then I win. <laughs> I can just do that forever. That, that'll be fine. Um, is there anything else worth mentioning there? Not really. Uh, I'm actually going to have to disappear before I can hear everyone else's plugs, but Buggy Morgana, it's been especially fun to talk to you guys for like the first time in this sort of format. Yeah. This has been a wonderful yeah, same. time. Uh, I hope to do it again soon. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye, Maxie. Bye, Maxie. Bye. Happy playing. All right. Um, and I guess, um, yeah, Buggy, uh, where can the people find you? You can find me at Twitter on at the Ladybug Man. Uh, as for my other work, you can find all of that at theladybug.productions. I have as many podcasts as Colton about, probably, so <laughs> I won't go into all of them. Are, are, you, are, you, are you sure about that? Maybe not the same amount, but close. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm not going to go into all of them right now, but uh, let's see here. Uh, the next blog post I have coming up, which is... <laughs> I'm sure everyone who came here for manga wants to know about my 10-year retrospective on The Slender Man, but apparently that's what people want me to write about. I'm sure there's crossover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I've got... Uh, I am working on the third episode of Spiral Radio. I know nice. that's a big Ooh, one. Yes. Um, the The reason it's taking so long is, first, I'm trying to put out uh, the first season of a new podcast project, Anime Was a Mistake, where <laughs> uh, myself and five others go through bad anime episode by episode and just crack jokes about it. Uh, so we have our first season on Recently My Sister is Unusual coming out soon. It mm. is... Um, it's an interesting show. So. <laughs> Hopefully sounds people like enjoy it. that. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to listen to that. That sounds good. Um, but no, yeah, I'm really glad to hear that you're coming out with another episode of Spiral Radio. I really enjoy that podcast. So Yeah, after the third episode, like the third episode has been a little bit of a struggle in terms of like issues with what I wanted to do with it. I think I lost part of my script on two different occasions Oof. when my computer reset on me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um but after that I have like the next eight episodes planned out. Okay, so okay. I like the sound of that. Hopefully hopefully it'll be more than like one every nine months soon. <laughs>
Huh. Mm. Well, uh, we're definitely looking forward to that. Uh, again, thank you for coming on, Buggy. And uh, I guess last but not least, Morgana, uh, thank you for coming as well. Uh, where can the people find you? So you can find me on Twitter uh, at Morgana Relina, uh, M-O-R-G-A-N-A-R-H-A-L-I-N-A. Um, I tweet pretty regularly. Uh, trying not to tweet too much about pregnancy these days and trying to keep it about manga mostly, but uh, I get very distracted. <laughs> I also run a blog, uh, com. I post something at least monthly, usually just my uh, my favorite reads of the, of the month. Um, sometimes I'll post something extra in there. I write for Comics Beat. I write manga reviews for them, so you can find me there. Um, my name is Morgana Santilli, so you can look it up there. Um, and I'm on the Manga Machinations podcast now, so you can listen to me talk more about manga there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Um, from from the very few episodes I've listened to of uh, Manga Machinations, I only just started listening to them kind of recently. Um, I really enjoy that show, um, and, I, and I'm really glad that uh, you're now a permanent guest, because uh, I, I, I do enjoy listening to your thoughts on uh, manga and whatnot. So. Same here. Thank you. I am really I like being there. Uh, you know, Dakazu, Darfox, and Seamus are all great. I love working with them. Um, yeah, it, it's been a really exciting. When they asked me to be on, I like almost started crying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This is such an honor. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I've been enjoying it. So yeah, definitely check if you can check out Manga Mac Podcast. Um, that's their Twitter handle, and they we have a website now, mangamachinations.com. Mm, wow, wow. Okay, it's good to hear. Yeah, moving up in the world. <laughs> Thanks again to Morgana, Buggy, and Maxi for coming on and having this fantastic conversation about manga piracy with us. Of course, it's an evergreen topic, so there's plenty more conversation to be had. I'm sure this is a topic we might revisit again in the future. But for our 100th episode, it was finally a conversation we wanted to have, and I'm glad we've had it. But this is not the end of our 100th episode. This is only the end of part one, so come back next week for part two where we'll be joined by Bomber to discuss a retrospective of the show proper. But that does it for this first part of the Manga Mavericks 100 episode. So I guess we'll wrap things up and sign off. So I guess, yeah. Um, Lum, you start off. Where can the good people find you? You can find me at Lumramayasha on Twitter and as Lumramayasha on a variety of places like Animation Revelation Annulist. Wherever there's a Lumramayasha, that's where you can find me. You can also read my manga reviews on all-comic.com. We Lord and I have been doing a lot of those lately, so definitely check those out. And you can also check out other podcast projects I do, like hashtag Lumsquad and of course Manga Mavericks at Movies. Mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. Um, and yeah, I guess as for me, you can uh, find me on Twitter. I'm Colton. You can find me on Twitter at SniperKing323. Uh, I do a lot of other podcasts as well, um, but instead of listing all of them, uh, you can just go to my personal blog at coltoncorner.wordpress.com and basically go to my dedicated podcast page where uh, you know I basically have links to uh, whatever shows I do or did in the past. But as for where you can find Manga Mavericks, you can find every episode first at all-comic.com. Unless you are a subscriber to our Patreon at patreon.com slash manga mavericks. Uh, if you subscribe to our $2 tier, you will get early access to uh, to specific podcasts basically whenever we have those edited. Um, look forward to some of those 
possibly popping up pretty soon. Uh, that's all I'll say. Um, or if you subscribe to our $5 tier, you basically get access to at least one bonus podcast per month at the end of every month. And uh, like I mentioned last time on the show, we started up a new podcast series called the Manga Mavericks Book Club, uh, where we cover different manga that we've covered on the show volume by volume. Uh, on this first series, we're going to be covering uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1 Phantom Blood, uh, where I basically talk about JoJo with my with our good friend of the show, uh, Grant the Thief, uh, host of the Blade Licking Thieves podcast and Super Senpai podcast. Um, so yeah, if you subscribe to that tier, you get to listen to, uh, to that series of podcasts. I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing more of that show. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, but I guess just as for everything else, you can follow all comic on, uh, on facebook.com slash all dot comic or on twitter.com slash all comic underscore. But if you want to follow manga Mavericks in particular, you can follow us on Twitter at manga underscore Mavericks or on Tumblr at mangamavericks.tumblr.com. Both of those uh, have the latest updates for our podcast. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash mangamavericks, where we basically upload excerpts of our podcast and uh, even some exclusive content every once in a while. Email us anything at mangamavericks at gmail.com. What did you think about our uh, discussion of piracy on this episode? Uh, what are your thoughts on manga piracy? Uh, you know, what manga are you reading? Just anything manga-related, podcast-related, email us. We love getting emails, and we'll read them on the show. Again, that's at mangamavericks at gmail.com. But the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the visibility of our show. and really just helps our show grow in general. Uh, so do that if you have the time. Um, but yeah, that is going to about do it for part one of episode 100. Uh, like Lum said, stay tuned for part two coming directly the week after this. Uh, that'll be coming out on October 27th. So uh, stay tuned. Um, and yeah, that about does it for this episode. This has been episode 100, part one of the Manga Mavericks podcast on allcomic.com. We'll see you guys next time for episode 100, part two. Bye, guys. Sayonara. Sayonara.